Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. It was a blast of awesome sauce. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcast Morning Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. Morning. Tuesday, West Coast Edition, July 23rd, uh, 2013. We are streaming live on Ustream.tv slash channel slash Jam Master Live. Live. And we can you can join in the conversation on Twitter at Nooner Dan Marty or email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Marty. Marty. That was Bill. <laughs> Bill. And there's Emily not looking Emily. to the mic not speaking to the microphone. Hello. Oh there she found it. <laughs> and then we've got Manning the Boards Boarding Man, Jam Master James. You skip Krugs. Yeah. Oh, he's here? I didn't even notice. Hello, Governor. Krugs. Oh, oh good. Right to the news. The Cambridge Prince has been born, and <laughs> and Bill got a, a flirtatious response to his flirtatious text. To, so there, world, you, fuck you. To his yoga teacher. I do exist. How cute. How cute. There's morning flirtation going on on the internet. Can you imagine that? <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing uh, with the news of the, the, the third in line to the uh, with Braun, throne? Braun being caught on uh, Who? Uh, PEDs. Nah, no, no, sports. I don't care about that. Uh, it's all about. <laughs> the, my own sports podcast. Little... Fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, it begins. And it begins. Um, it's, yeah, no, I, I couldn't care less about the royal baby. Um, except that's so in to not care. But You're just, I just don't like, get it. I don't, dumb. I've never understood why uh, it was ever interesting to to. Who Princess cares Di. about the lives of rich privileged people? It's uninteresting. We have Snooky. We I like I like underdog <laughs> stories. Yeah, she is our she's our princess. She's our princess. Um, but there are there is a wager on on who who is uh, who the father the, is. Yeah, you know what the name is going to Hugh be. Hugh Grant. Uh, dude, I'm hoping for Marty. I I think it's going to be uh, Julio Prince Julio. <laughs> hey now, hey King Julio. <laughs> yeah, KJ. Um, <laughs> Elsewhere in the news. No, that's it. You're I'm done? actually. Well, I'm, I'm leaving for London tonight, and some people are like, "Wow, you're going to London at a really exciting time." I'm like, "Wow, I just lost a lot of respect for you." Uh, keep this going oh. throughout the rest of the podcast. I like this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Does Mexico have a king? They should have a king. Well, they will. Surely have they have a king. king Baco. Prince Julio might marry the princess of Mexico, oh, and yes, then, yes. Uh, oh, and then their countries could combine and forces. They could, they could take down the Lannisters. A, a master yeah. race. Yes. Um, by the way, good morning to everybody who's listening. <laughs> Jeff and Alice. Oh, Allison's not listening. And Yako said it's too hot. Fuck you, Allison. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's try to go one episode without telling one of our listeners to fuck off. So, <laughs> fuck just, you, Marty. That's fine. I don't fuck mind that. You. Bill's let's, not here let's next have week. Some <laughs> that might be the, that yeah, might be that, the time that's to your aim episode. That's that your episode. Show. We're doing Allison, the podcast we love from an you. undisclosed location. Olivia, we love you. And even though. Um, Bill might tell you, say some rude things. He says it with love. Yes. Uh, <laughs> depends. It's, like it's on a case-by-case case basis. He's a product of Cleveland, and as we found out this week, Cleveland is a place full of rage Oy and me. murder and plastic-wrapped Here's bodies. Here's the thing. Uh, that is true, but here's the thing. It's still better than Florida. Uh, there is... <laughs> That's their new motto. <laughs> Slightly better than Florida. Um the, uh, I come. Uh, my ancestry is the Isle of Man. It's a tiny island that lies in the wine dark sea between England and Ireland. And uh, their actual tourism slogan was 
it's not just sitting there. Um, and they're like, um, now I'm assuming that it is. So yeah. for those who don't, didn't hear, there was a, 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 a man named Michael Madison who confessed. He did confess. Is that right? Uh, I think he was arrested. Arrested for uh, abducting and killing three women, wrapping them in plastic and hiding them in abandoned buildings. That was in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Google Cleveland alert didn't work. Fuck. Damn it. Here's the thing. (laughs) It was great. I went on the LA Times website and one of the headlines was Cleveland bodies. And I was like, ah, fuck. Here we go. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not defending any. It's it's, it's depressing. It's, hor- hey, it's, it's horrific. Yeah. It's it's you know. It's <laughs> you're wait. You're not defending mass murder. Uh, not in these instances. <laughs> Again, I, I approach these things on a case by case basis. Where is your civic pride? Mind. Yeah. Um, and it, of course, it depresses me as someone who is who is proud of where he's from. It's depressing. But I will also say, these headlines come in cycles. Like you get. Oh, there's a sinkhole in Mexico, and then for like three months you get sinkhole headlines on Yahoo. It's like that. There were always sinkholes. It's just now we're yeah. that's that's what's popular. There have so always been there's, guys there's killing always... bitches in Cleveland. <laughs> it's just really popular right now. Now is it because right. it's trending? Cleveland men are violent, or Cleveland women just have it coming? I think it's because Cleveland men are violent and Cleveland women are slow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just a theory I'm working on. Um, well, we were, I haven't been home in a while. We were talking about uh, trying to raise money to... Wouldn't you agree, Big Fair Person? Is he from Cleveland? No. no that was Ohio. But that, that took place in Ohio, right? right? right. Did it really? Yeah, Silence so. of the Lambs? I don't, uh, th- I don't think so. No, it was all over the country. But, but where she got him, where he said, wouldn't you agree, Big Fair Person? I don't think that, that was Ohio, was it? Somebody looked I feel up. like my radar would have gone off. Um, <laughs> we are surrounded by that movie a few we times. We are surrounded by banks of computers here, and yeah. nobody's no bothering to look at If only there was some um, sort. But we wanted, you know, raise money to take the podcast to Cleveland and to have really? you give us a tour there. How did I miss this? this? Is a, well, because you <laughs> by not here. listening to this to the uh, show, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so I don't listen. We didn't either. listen to last week. If you're still talking to right. us, <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to be. Did you guys uh, go on the attack last week? No. No. While I wasn't here, it was kind of no. like saying oh, "fuck you" so with love. Cowardly. Um, no. James built a sound uh, soundboard of you, just going "fuck you." No, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland. Fuck you. Fuck, 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 so fuck. That you. to me is awesome. <laughs> that would be, that would be <laughs> you guys talking smack when I'm not around—that's a little cowardly. Oh, because we knew we were, you were listening live, but or we thought you were. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's, so that's not going to happen. So last week you um, you missed. It because of an audition. Uh, as a third, a second callback, third audition for a film shooting in Romania that I almost got. But they, they, but they almost doesn't count for shit. But they want you back for the sequel. Uh, they did say they liked me so much they were going to write a role for me for the sequel, which is like, oh, so I might have a job in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hang in there. <laughs> I'll be dead by then. Aww. And Emily? <laughs> I'll be murdering bitches in Cleveland by then. <laughs> How did your wizard play go? Oh, What's this? It went well. Oh, no, right, right, Merlin right. opened. It went all it, right. Really? Yeah. Did Shakespeare already close? No, it's still open. Wow. Concurrent so you're doing production. two plays. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do with all that theater money that you're making? <laughs> Shut up, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And Steve, how have you been? Good. Yeah. Do you want to talk about why you missed last week? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you miss last week? Tell the class. I was at a baby doctor. Really? A fertility doctor. Oh. And how's, how's your sperm? Thick and rich and viscous and delicious. <laughs> yeah, I was going to so, say. Like the doctor is just like. 
Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. No, it's good. You're I'm all set. A, I'm You're getting a big hit of cumin, and then it's followed by a little heat, <laughs> and then a long finish. Uh, <laughs> long finish, and then bleach mixed with uh, oh, Jesus uh, mushrooms. Something weird. Mm. I'm not going to be tasting this for the rest of the day. Umami. <laughs> umami. Yeah. Umami. umami. Very mushroomy. And uh, so you guys are actively. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's talking about uh, donor eggs. Procreating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned that I, I don't want. Uh, it's got to be state school. Above state school, like, but, I'll, I'll go yeah. as low as Cornell, but I, I can't. And of course, she's like went to UCLA. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Lance Mountain is state school. Like I can't. I, oh, you're so cruel. <laughs> now, would you take a would you take an, an Asian egg? Because those Chinese women are just giving them out. I'd take an Asian egg, but it would have to. The woman would have to go to at least a lower Ivy League, like a safety school. <laughs> what if what if it was like? like the, I, I take Stanford, the Sichuan equivalent of uh, of a <laughs> they, they, of they built a, a knockoff one in yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's in built e- like Eastern to, China. It's like eighty percent to scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harvard guts, just like Harvard. No, no, no. no. Oh, and you spend an hour negotiating with a little calculator, like you do in Beijing. No, it was fun, and then. Uh, did you have to? Did you, they no, take but a I, I, I jokingly said, "Oh, I just made a sample while we're sitting there," and it's like then <laughs> know your audience. <laughs> yeah, like crack, cracking jokes in front of a few ladies at ten in the morning. Not not the best not use the of best. my uh, amazing humor. So it's all good, but it was fun. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to beat off in a cup soon. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. not for this woman, but just. Because I need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those, those Dixie cups ain't going to fill themselves. <laughs> Wouldn't she grip it for a person? Um, Ty, who's it? Did just send us something? Oh, oh Grant? Just Is this us, us on the stream? Uh, this does yeah. not look like someone's making pizza. Oh, yeah. There's a commercial oh. on there. But we do have a first-time viewer. Uh, a couple viewers I don't recognize. Azrael Emery's. Hello. hello Ustreamer674462. Look. If you're on you can the make Ustream. a name. You can you can pick a name. You don't have to go by you stream a six seven four four six two. Look at that's we're not we're not animals. I, that was my grandpa's number in the yeah, camp. Yeah. <laughs> or, or as Bob Seger sings, we're not. An, I'm not a number. Wait, we're brought to you. We're brought, we're sponsored by Hot Pockets. Yes, that's awesome. I love Hot Pockets. <laughs> where, by the way, this is on the Ustream thing. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Where do we do they? Will they send us Hot Pockets? Uh, they, I don't know if they'll I'm send us. keep them. I'd like them what? to. Come on, it's free food. Yeah. Now, uh, for those that who aren't looking at this, you yeah. are wearing a Ustream hat. I am wearing a Ustream. Why hat. are you wearing a Ustream? Uh, hat? I know a gentleman who works there that I've been trying to work with on uh, elevating our uh, package, as it were. So we hey can, now we can get these commercials out of there. Although I don't mind the commercials, like they're slicing beef, and I've been looking for someone. It's still to a hot pocket. Elevate commercial. my package and slice hey my now. beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really ha- have much to talk about in the news today, so let's just go right into Comic Con. Did you guys oh. uh, keep up with Comic Con business? I was there. Did you? Oh, the- how was it? Yeah, yeah you tell. Go. Uh, it was fun. It was interesting. I actually i I didn't go under the auspices of Capcom, which was disappointing. I was hoping uh, to get to go with a game and maybe be part of a panel or or something. Um, and that didn't happen. So I just went on my own. Uh, went dancing in a Brit pop bar out in Wait, South Park you went with some friends. Alone? I did. Uh, well, I drove down with some friends, stayed with some other friends, uh, and did a lot of non Comic Con, just sort of San Diego stuff. So you just nice. went to San Diego? Well, no, I ended up on the floor on Sunday. I did three interviews and a photo shoot. Um, so you did do stuff with Capcom? I did all that on my own. I hustled it all on myself. Oh, really? Yeah. And then when I went, it was really awkward. Wait, did they- I went to the Capcom booth just to see what they had for Lost Planet. I didn't have a badge. I ended up get someone gave me one for Sunday because they were leaving town. 
um, one of the guys who interviewed me actually. Um, and, uh, right when I got there, they were like, uh, the line starts here for, uh, you know, uh, autograph poster by Lost Planet producer Andrew Zemanski, who's a guy I know is a great guy I've worked with for years now. So like I got there and there's this long line of people signing for, for, to get Zemanski to sign a poster. That's a big picture of me. And I was like, huh, <laughs> um, I kind of want that poster. <laughs> uh, and one of the programmers was in line. He's like, Hey, you don't know me, but I worked, I know your face. I, I, I uh, uh, I beat, I off, to, your, I beat yeah. off to him for months. <laughs> exactly. And he let me he let me cut the line and I ended up getting the poster and Zemansky signed it and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want him to sign it. I just wanted the poster. Uh, uh but it was you weird. waited in line for your own poster. I was I cut so I was like third in line. <laughs> so you But you, you still were, were in line for your own poster. Yeah, but I also got free um iPod speakers out of it. <laughs> How'd that work out? It was super <laughs> awkward. This is one of the most awkward. And then the guy... Wait wait, wait, wait. So... The guys who were in line with me and who knew that I was the guy asked to borrow the pen from Zemanski so I could also sign the poster. It was really fucking awkward. <laughs> now, wait. What did Zemanski say when he saw you? You should be signing these. So why didn't they just bring up a chair and have you sit? Cap- I have figured out that Capcom, who are great employers, and I'm very, I'm very, I'm very grateful <laughs> yeah, for this job, the- believe me. Believe me, this job has been has been fantastic, but they are not interested in involving me in the promotion process for the game. It's just not going to happen. So, so I've been doing I've been doing interviews on my own and hired and, a publicist, and I'll just I'm just taking it over. And what uh, what interviews <laughs> did you do? Uh, I did one with No Extra Life, which is hosted by an old improv friend of mine. I just did, I did a photo shoot and did the Skype interview yesterday for Penny Arcade Exchange. Oh, nice! And uh, I did one for with Twitch. And did they ask you about how much you like playing video games and what? It didn't really come up, uh, thankfully. Although during the photo shoot, it was like, hey, let's have you playing the game. And I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> I, I died in like two seconds. I was you like, might I need to fuck, play the I game. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, what does what? Uh, it was really embarrassing. You might need to play the game. Well, it's not out yet. So. Well, you can't get an advanced <laughs> copy. You can't get a uh, poster. I can't, even, I can't even get a fucking poster of myself without standing in line. Of course I can't get an advanced copy. People want nothing to do with me. And so what else did you see while, while you were there? Did you see any comic book stuff? Um, it's a little overwhelming. There are two things I saw that I liked. There was, there's this sort of Star Wars booth uh, that has like clips of the movie playing. And they had these... Uh, it's not something I would ever buy, but I thought it was awesome. They had these bathrobes, the, like full-body bathrobes that are like Boba Fett or Stormtrooper or Yoda costumes also. Aren't they just... Bathrobes? They're bathrobes <laughs> with a hood. Oh, oh and it's like the hood is Boba Fett's helmet, and the bathrobe is all the armor. Okay. You know? Right. That that seems to be. It like was really funny. The, it was really cool. And George Lucas was standing in line waiting to get waiting one. to get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let your cutsies if you give me one of your. Bur- um, and then there's this art company. Uh, I, I'm sure you can find them online, although this isn't an easy name for you to have to search. Called Acme, that does some sort of fine art interpretations of nerd stuff. Like they had really cool. Uh, painting of a uh, close-up of Han Solo's face, like right before he's about to turn around and shoot that uh, thing in Empire the Strikes Back, the probe uh-huh. thing, and, Empire, and it, that looked really cool. They had these vintage-looking, like '30s and '40s posters of the Indiana Jones movies that yeah. were super cartoonish and and, oh. and and throwback. And then they had these re- my favorite, these really simple prints. Um, it was just a, a phrase from from the movie and then the ship that it was related to for Star Wars. For example, they had, and it was just two colors, they had, uh, um, and no details, they just had the outline of a snowspeeder, and at the top it said, I found them. 
Oh, it's just really gosh, cool. Yeah. And they had one, they had, I can't remember the other ones, but they would have a ship and then a line. And then the line. It was yeah. like the, the related to, to that vehicle. And, and there was a series of them, and they were great. They were and you super cool. Uh, Acme? Acme, yeah. And did you see any panels? No, I can't do that shit. I don't stand in line for The only thing I'll stand in line for is a poster of myself. <laughs> and then, autographed, even then you, autographed by someone else. Even then, you need cutsies. You right. Yeah. 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 If, it's, if you had to wait the full thing, you're like, nah. Oh, there's I'm, no way. I'm not worth it. I looked at the line. I was like, there's no fucking way. And then this, right when I was about to leave, this guy was like, hey, you don't know me, but. And he was like, third in line. I was like, oh, can I cut? He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> wow. Did, did anybody else recognize you? Uh, when I was when they were doing the photo shoot, people were taking photos of the photo shoot and taking video of me playing the game because it's so obvious. I had more of a beard at Comic Con. It's, it's just really obvious. Right, right. And uh, any com- did any artists you see any buying any comic books? Did you get any? I didn't spend. I spent a lot of money on food and booze, um, and I spent a lot of time in the hot tub. I just kind of took it as a chance to hang out with some friends and relax. Nice. I read my friend's new novel, which just came out, which I highly recommend, called The Unknowns. By Gabriel Roth. Okay. We were in a band together in college. And it was good? It was very good. It was very, very good. Uh, and you got some free speakers. And I got some free speakers and some free sun. Um, well, there, I guess, I don't know. Um, did you guys follow it at all? Uh, I, I saw a story. I would have been there. Yeah. Did, 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 <laughs> you, did, I, I did you get any response from them at all? Nothing. Uh, yeah. I know that feeling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but that's all right. Yeah. I did hear uh, that. There was a gentleman walking around dressed as Walter White <laughs> and uh, might have actually been Brian Cranston in it a Walter was. White mask. If you see it, it's so uncanny. Um, just look it up on BuzzFeed or just on. I was uh, totally doing Jim Payton cosplay all weekend. And he. Nice. Um, because his head, it, it, the mask is incredibly realistic, but it makes his head look big. Big? <laughs> and then, I gotta see and this. it's, uh, it's so, it's really great looking. I mean, Brian it's Cranston. Very creepy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he took it off on stage at the, um, uh, Breaking Bad panel. He gave him a, gave him a big reveal. It gave, yeah. gave a big reveal. And then, uh, <laughs> and then like made out with his own mask, which was just <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world. Um, and Aaron Paul are. did too. It was very, very, like, just, I mean, I'm, <laughs> this is not good radio, good radio. but, uh, <laughs> yes. And so that was an, a great, an awesome reveal. The other big reveal was at the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, panel. Mm-hmm. Karen Gillan came out and, uh, she, uh, revealed that she is pregnant. In love with me? Bald. Oh, um, never mind. Yeah, so she came out with a big, you know, <laughs> not interested anymore. Her red hair, and then just whipped off the this wig right in the middle of it because they're in the middle of shooting Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Nice. Threw the wig out into the audience. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, do you know? Do you know about? Um, I think it's called Nerd HQ or Nerd not Nerdist. Uh, Nerd it's HQ. Called my the, bedroom. The- <laughs> ah, here. <laughs> Yeah, your life does suck. Um, that like, uh, what's his name? Zachary Levi started this thing where it's like a Comic Con alternative almost. It's not, it's not on the floor. This is I had friends who went down just for this. It's not on the floor, and you I think you pay for the panels. You get tickets in advance for the panels, so you don't have to like camp out and stand in line forever. Yeah. Um, and all of the proceeds go to charity, and it's a much smaller, more intimate version of the panels like she was saw and zachary levi moderates a lot of them she saw nathan fillion she's into all the nerd stuff that you'd expect like the yeah. fireflies and all that stuff um so she saw nathan fillion zachary levi and uh one other name that makes girl nerd girls go ah that i can't remember james franco 
Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, but it's like this really intimate. And then afterwards, oh, uh, Matt Smith. Ah, um, from Doctor Who did a did a pan, and it's it's a much more intimate uh, version, basically, of of the information you're getting at Comic Con, and the money oh. goes to charity, and you don't have to camp out. And then afterward, there, you know, there's couches and video game consoles and and a, a bar, and then at night it just becomes a nightclub, and most of the time the panelists just, just hang out and drink with everybody. Wow. Um, and I didn't know anything about it, and it's right it's right by Comic Con. Oh, that's cool. They raise money for Fun. Operation Smile, which you know repairs. Oh yeah, yeah, for uh, hair lips, cleft uh, palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So you didn't go though? No. Uh, that's, <laughs> he had that's another awesome. thing. I, I had a hot tub and a dance party and, and <laughs> plenty of other long, things, but I do. couldn't get in. Did you hook up with any Princess Leia's while you were down there? No comment. All right. Scintillating radio. Yes, excellent. <laughs> yes. Um, there were big announcements there for uh, Captain America, Thor, The Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man. Uh, which, but you said Breaking Bad was there. Like, how? Like, and the next Man of Steel. When do they stop accepting content? Like, where, where do they draw yeah, it the seems line? Like Nowhere. Can get in it. Yeah. Legos. Are they going to have like the, some NBA players? Like, oh. Yeah. It's like, uh, wait, wait, is, is this sports? Nah, you know, it's all comics. Well, it's everything. I don't, yeah. I don't know where it, yeah, Big Bang Theory. I mean, since Dexter. It's become a big promotional thing for TV and movies. I mean, I Downton Abbey, they're going to have a booth. <laughs> right. Yeah. You comics get, are definitely sequestered. And you can get the um, the action figures, too. Oh, they're amazing. The Lord Grantham. Uh, Lord Grantham. <laughs> you press the button and he, he, he hobbles just, away. Right, he wait, hobbles. Is the hobble one? I don't know. I don't know. You know that's Bates. I don't know. He, just, he, he sneers disapprovingly. Yeah. I just—it's like going to Coachella and the London Philharmonic is there. Like, where? At what point does this no longer fit in the genre? Yeah, I mean, I think it just—it's it, just about fan culture, and I think that's what—that's yeah. what it appeals. It's to. anything and everything for sure. It definitely, it definitely has an obvious um, sci-fi. But genre bent, yes. but it, it's, it's, and, it's and irrelevant uh, at this some point. Some comic books, I've noticed. Well, yeah, well, the, so they not, had the Marvel, like Marvel has five movies in the coming down the pike. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and the, the ones other ones I mentioned. DC announced Superman, Batman, the Superman sequel that will also include Batman. Yep. Uh, an original one. Superman that, versus Batman? No. Oh, well, it, it's, it's, it hasn't I can't been, imagine they get along. I don't think it's based on a an existing uh, work. Versus Predator? Uh, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not like um, <laughs> Dark Knight go. versus Alien. Um, so that's versus I Kramer. Think, oh my god! I just creamed my pants. They didn't give a date on that, I don't think. <laughs> no? But the Flash 2016, Justice League 2017. Uh, no more Christian Bale. Uh, Jeez, take your Batman. time, guys. I Fucking know. hell. 2017. Did they name a new Batman? Uh, they did not name a new Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. It's going to be me. Is that your Batman uh, voice? No. I'm, I'm Batman. That's my conspiratorial I'm Batman. voice. I'll see you waiting, line at, waiting at line at the premiere with the... Uh, the fans, right, <laughs> right, right, in your Batman yeah. costume, and then like DC says, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a ticket. Can You're not I still on the see list. Them? You're right, and DC's like, I'm sorry, that's we, that's he's most property, yeah, intellectual, intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, You're committing copyright infringement. We'll be taking that from you, <laughs> dude. I'll be honest, it was fucking frustrating as hell. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't feel good. Um, but whatever. Yeah, it, you know, it is weird because it's your face yep. on every fucking box, and I didn't, I didn't get it. Whatever. All right. Um. You ain't starving. No. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if, if... I was just trying to compare the Marvel movies to the DC movies, and I'm so much more excited about the Marvel movies. Um, am I wrong? Do you care about... They, I think they've been more consistent in general. Um, would you see a... Uh, 
I still didn't see Man of Steel. Yeah, no, I, heard, I didn't. I yeah. I saw all three of the Batman's, but I thought all three of them were way too long. Um, yeah. Do you, would you want to see a Flash movie? No, I wouldn't want to read a Flash comic book. Yeah, Emily, mm, I'd watch a Flash movie if somebody got it right. You know, if you had like a nod to flash facts and stuff like that, it could be fun. Somebody See, knew, even who knew what boring. they were doing. I'm sorry, a nod to what? <laughs> flash facts. What's that? They're facts in the flash. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a flash fact? I don't know, because they're all very highly scientific. and uh, Well, some of them aren't. Some, you know, some of them were like, uh, rainbows are because water bends the light. You know, that kind of stuff. But um, I think if you got somebody who had a good sense of humor and knew the material, it could be really fun. What's that? I mean, the same thing could be said of anything. I guess. What's that rap song that you used to play at the beginning of the show where the guy's like, he made me like the Flash again? Oh, uh, comics. Spec, spec one. I, I, I like comics. The crazy thing is, yeah. you know, DC has been putting out for like one or two, I guess two like animated features every year that go straight to video. Those are good. Yeah, like the, the new one really is the, called the, the Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox. It's, and it's based, they're based on comic books. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And yeah. uh, they're all really good, but I have no interest in seeing that. Live you know, action. Yeah, Superman. That makes sense. I mean, after the whole Green Lantern debacle, you don't really have much faith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other big panel, of course, was the Veronica Mars panel. Uh, my friend went to the Nerdist HQ Veronica Mars panel. And what did... Loved it. Yeah. Thought everyone was great. Everyone was really friendly. So Seemed really excited to be together. I had the chance to go to the Veronica Mars set last week, and oh. it was awesome. I was there on the day that... Um, Max Greenfield was working, so uh, a friend of the show. He's been on. He's the only guest we've had on twice. Um, actually, I guess that's in the old Nooner days, but still, yeah. he's still part of. Which one's he again? Um, he's the guy in the New Girl, right? Um, yeah, it's so funny, so nice, um, really nice guy. And it was oh, just, he was like a sheriff or something. Yeah, yeah, he was a deputy on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really cool to see everybody there. Everybody was super happy. They had like even. Like the makeup person was also from Veronica Mars, which is very weird that like mm-hmm. people would be on for that long, uh, you know, or they would have that much faith because you know if you're a makeup person, you just go from job to job. Or same set decorator was there, so it was really cool that they put the team that, back together. They put the, they put yeah, the band back the, together. Yep, except for you. Except they for brought me. back the fucking makeup person, but not you. <laughs> Wait, there was a. It wasn't a Wait, high that, school that, reunion. That Could, trumps surely, Bill's story of Seth. <laughs> surely, uh, surely, if the if the oh, wait, plot wait, is wait. a high school reunion, they could have one of the teachers like showing up in the background. Um, yeah. Wait, the yeah. makeup person got hired back, but not you. Well, Someone on camera. We can we can find out. The... How, how about craft service? The same chick again? Yeah. She makes those nice little uh, fried sticks at uh, lunchtime, second meal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, you know, I'm trying to get Dan on the line right now, so we'll, we can ask. Oh, you're, we're going to get to the bottom. We're going to yeah. get to the oh, bottom yeah, yeah. of this. Look yeah. at this. this is scintillating. Uh, oh, here he is. Can we, can we turn this up? Uh, sure. Dan. Oh, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, is he coming? Can, can you turn this? Yeah, I'm up? turning it up. All right. Um, or would it be better to go on speakerphone? Uh, let's see. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see if this works. It seems like something we could have worked out ahead of time. We're going no, to cut this, this out, right? This is all. No, no. Okay. He just <laughs> texted post. me as we were talking about this. Can you hear it, Dan? Yeah, uh, I can hear you. Are, you. are you actually on the air right now? We are actually on the air right now. 
Oh, how fantastic. Hi. Are you guys hearing him? <laughs> I am. Yes. All right. Yeah, and good. we were just talking about Veronica Mars. Oh, splendid, which wrapped last evening. Oh, congratulations. Nice. Um, and uh, we were talking about the panel. And for those who haven't seen it, they should really see the um, the the videos that the cast did on YouTube, uh, specifically Dick Casablancas is one, Ryan, uh, Ryan oh, yeah. Hansen. What an amazing mm-hmm. job. So many of them are heartfelt and funny, and so it, they're all great. Ryan went a certain extra mile that <laughs> must be seen. Yeah, so everybody should go on right now uh, and look that up. Um, also, Darren Norris did a great one, too. Um, oh, yes, Darren, yes. <laughs> so um, how did it go? Well, I, you know, first I have to come clean, which is that I am sitting in my studio apartment in New York City right now because I had to leave the last few days of the shoot to come out and start producing Carrie Diaries season two. Oh, tell but, us about the new Samantha. Tell us about the new Samantha. <laughs> we do, and she's going to be magnificent. She looks as saucy as Kim Cattrall. God bless her. God bless her. Um, yes, I've obviously been really in touch with everybody back west, and it was a hugely ambitious show. But it finished, finished on schedule, and everybody's really excited about what we got. So, and there's a, a very expansive behind the scenes team making a, a video for all the, the Kickstarter fans. Um, you know that really that gets tons of great interviews and and got some great stuff. It sounds like. Yeah, that's right. The backers are going to be getting all sorts of photos and, and behind-the-scenes videos. Uh, like, we've, they've really been working hard to make sure that, like, being a backer, you know, pays off for the people who, you know, pays off, basically. So, and it's going to. Um, I think it has already. Um, yeah. So, so the question came up. Um, what was the question, Steve? Um, you, you, Hi, guys. Good morning. Dan, man. You'd hired the makeup person from the original Veronica Mars, as Marty explained? Did you hear that, Dan? Um, yeah, the the original. I know that we had some components of the original team uh, there. Uh, uh, there really wasn't a question. I, this was just with un- us un- down in down in San Diego, and she was on Party Down. Right. So the question is then: if you get that person, well, why not Marty? I don't. Uh, was was there a dot 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 to that that I'm not getting? Yeah, why not Marty? Was what Steve was asking. Oh, oh yeah. Well, just a talent uh, issue. <laughs> he has no talent. What? Uh, that's that's, 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 that's what we suspected. That's, that yeah. makeup person is ta- actually brings talent. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Mr. Wu was such a special character. We weren't sure that we. <laughs> oh, he's such a fucking producer. He's so smooth. He's just. Well, he didn't want the audience being distracted from the main storyline, oh. the main characters. He- <laughs> so smooth. Uh, yeah, you really you, you, you would have taken pages and pay. I mean, like, if we're not going to do it justice, Marty, why do it at all? He's going to get right? his own his own movie, a uh, spinoff movie. Uh, I'll get the spinoff movie, right? You can do it. The Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of uh, Veronica Mars. <laughs> it's going to be called Veronica Mars Woo. Uh, so, <laughs> with an exclamation point, Woo! Uh, so, Dan, how how is everything else in your life? Everybody's been asking about you, uh, wanting to know. Oh, that's your kind. Uh, uh, everything is great. I mean, it could be, like, I wish I were there because, in fact, I got up this morning and realized, oh, my God, it's Tuesday, and I wish I were sitting in front of a microphone with you all. But if I weren't having a year where I'm, like, 
you know, some years, as you know, Marty, I sit unemployed, twiddling my thumbs, and in some years, you get the privilege of producing a Veronica Bush movie and then producing Carrie Diaries season two. I know, so, I know what one of those I'm happy. Like. Yeah. Those aren't thumbs. <laughs> What's the, what's the Thank you for coming. Party? Good night. <laughs> Ask him what the name of the super gay pool party downtown is. What's the name of the super gay uh, pool party downtown? Super Summer Tramp. Yeah. We're going there. We're going right. there. Summer I got, Summer I got a new I've been there and I've made an ass of myself there. Oh, very good. Is that the thing with the yeah, water my, slides and stuff like that? It's very European. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a okay. huge amount of fun. But my 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 equally middle-aged friend DJ and I got into the, the pool at one point, mostly clothed. And and I think it was the, the, the general reaction seemed to be, oh, hey, here's a bunch of really hot 20-somethings having fun in the pool. Okay, everybody get out so that DJ and Dan can swim for a while. <laughs> there was this kind of pool-clearing thing that occurred. I, I, maybe it was my silver sideburns or my slight beer gut. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and how are you surviving the heat of New York then? I'm not. I, <laughs> the whole city's withering. <laughs> so that's not good. Last night, I, Marty, I had some indignities. I have a lovely apartment, but I didn't really totally realize it had a loft bed. So I'm having to climb upstairs to get in my bed at night, which, by the way, it's not about luxury for me. It's literally about my back can't take going upstairs and crawling into a two-inch coffin space to sleep. So last night, in, with the heat and everything, I just came downstairs and slept on the floor. Wow. <laughs> oh like a cat. So, so for those of you who think that the life of a Hollywood producer is all glamour, I do wish you could have seen last night. In fact, what I did do, really, if I have to be completely honest about it, is I got a chocolate chip cookie out, lay on the floor, thought I would just pass some time, and woke up with some crumbs on the floor this morning. <laughs> that is the saddest story. <laughs> Here I thought my life was sad. <laughs> So, so go to Hollywood, everybody, and make your fortune as a producer. <laughs> well, um, uh, so you're, are you shooting right now? When, when does production start? Uh, we, we, we started shooting last week. I literally, like, I, we shot all night on Veronica Mars last Friday night, and then I packed up my apartment, moved to New York, and we started shooting the Carrie Diaries. And we're in nights. Oh. So I got to go to work in just a little bit. Oh, well, I'm glad that you were able to call in. And uh, I'm sorry you missed the, the Veronica Mars panel at Comic-Con. It sounded like oh, a lot I heard of fun. it was a blast. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it was really fun to, to make it on set and see everybody. Uh, a lot of familiar faces and a lot of fun. So congratulations. Well, we you doing it, Marty. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, hopefully next time I'm in town, guys, I can come and see you all in person. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Great. And call in any time, uh, even when we're not broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start calling you all the time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Bye, Dan. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Got it. Yay, um, Dan. I have a technical question. We have, uh, for those of you listening at home, um, we have... Uh, the Twitter feed up on on screen here, and there's tweets that I want to favorite or reply to that are tweeted to Nooner Dan Marty. Yes. How do I do that from my phone? Because I go to your profile and they're not showing up can, there. Can we take this offline? I'm mean, seriously. No. I'm trying to interact <laughs> with the listeners that I'm always telling to go fuck themselves. What do you want from me? I'm trying to protect the listeners. Marty, should we warm up the time machine and go to six years ago when Twitter started? <laughs> yeah. Go let's back do and it. find out that that answer. It seems like if I went to your profile, people that are tweeting at you, their tweets would show up, but that's not what happens. 
Uh, I, we, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then what are you making fun of me for not knowing for? Uh, well, I know how to do it on my phone. Well, because it's your fucking account, dipshit. I know how to reply to my people who tweet to fucking me, too. Jesus. All right. You know what? Fuck all of you. Everybody tweet Bill a hug. Is it what's, what's <laughs> Don't do that. Hashtag hug Bill. Hashtag go fuck yourself. Yay. <laughs> Ask a simple question, get a bunch of sass in return. <laughs> oh, Chris Brown corrected me. We've had uh, David Huntsberger twice as well. But Diane was on three times. Jesus Christ. But He knows everything. I know. No, but it's <laughs> true. Shit. It's true. And it was fun having David uh, on twice. No, not him. Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Well, because he's he sends, a faithful listener. He sends me updates, like, of how many times I said the in an episode. Like, he said 133 <laughs> times. Like, it's Well, you do use the uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm a, You're I, fond of articles. I'm fond. Very fond. <laughs> well, did you see, Darren uh, let us know that this is the... Is this our, uh, the hundredth? The hundredth. Episode? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's the 100th. Something like that. I think it's the 100th episode. That's one of the ones I wanted to favorite and comment on, but I can't can't figure it out. All right. Let's get to our homework. Uh, Wait, it's the 100th episode, and we just like gloss. Episode? It's the 100th episode. And we just gloss over it? Like it's nothing? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a number. You know, it's not like. Feels like Christmas. Because we have been. This is including our our nooner broadcasts. So it was great that Dan called in, by the way. yeah, we've been doing this for over two years now. Yeah, it's it's been a joy. I'm trying to find it. It's uh, seventy five for uh, one of them for us uh, for uh, mornings. Okay, and a hundred for no, oh, there it is, there it is. Or he said, oh, in addition to seventy five, this is mornings. great podcast right here. Yeah, right. Um, oh no. So the homework for this past week was to watch Interstate 60, the Bob Gale film. I'm I'm one movie behind, so I'm Some just going to I'm just going to go ahead. Starring uh what's his name? Uh James Marsden and Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Um Gary Oldman as a magical He's a kind of like a leprechaun, leprechaun yeah, elf. Who is the guy on uh, 30 Rock when uh you know Kenneth um dressed up as the uh, they, they had Jim Carrey on playing a magical creature who grants wishes. Kind of, oh, uh, wow. that's what you know. Well, yeah, somebody yeah. can look it up, but uh, that's who Gary Oldman plays in this movie. Can, what yeah. would you give a, a, the, the synopsis of the movie? Uh, I would say a young man takes a road trip down a sort of, I don't know. Uh, uh, quantum physics. <laughs> I don't get where the physics parts comes in. It's more like wishes. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot of reference to theories in quantum physics in it. Yeah, right? and basically it's about uh, life's choices and, and uh, the consequences that, that yeah, may or might not happen. Yeah, he makes a wish. He makes a wish on his birthday candles for a hint. He asks for a hint or a clue about life. Right. And he's, that wish is granted by a leprechaun. And, uh, right. Played a by very, Gary Oldman. A, but not as a short leprechaun. No. Um, what was the movie he was in where he played the shorty? Tiptoes. <laughs> Tiptoes. Not not a tiptoe leprechaun, but a, a regular size he leprechaun. He played a shorty. Yeah. He played a small person. Well, shorty <laughs> is a woman in the hip hop community. <laughs> he didn't play. He didn't play a black woman. He played a midget or a dwarf. I forget what he. So, but you uh, watched it. I did. What do you think? It's. Uh, it's. You know, so early on, uh, Michael J. Fox has a, a cameo, a cameo, yeah. and basically, he makes uh, the the leprechaun 
rides into his car and crashes into it. And then Michael J. Fox says, I wish this never happened. And then that wish happens. And then he gets hit by a truck instead. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and that, that is Jeez. basically the theme of the movie of like, you know, we're kind of stuck with the choices we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, it was very fun. It's like, it's a long shaggy dog story where just things happen and it's amusing. And it's, a, it seems like a sort of thought experiment more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's, just, it was cute. It was, um, but Amy Jo Johnson was adorable in it, was she not? Uh, which one did she play? She was the girl who's hitchhiking and wanted to have, wanted to find the best, what was it? She wanted to find like the best sex ever? She what wasn't was adorable. She was fuckable. No, she, she was, was Ooh, fuck Marty. Creep me out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following you, Amy Jo, what's her name? Johnson, Johnson. I think. Johnson. Uh, I got a basement in Cleveland I want to introduce you to. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Too soon, Bill. Too fucking soon. Um, I'd fuck you. <laughs> it was, uh, but it was, it was very entertaining. Um, um, I thought it was a little too mystical for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I have, it's sort of like the Deus Ex Machina sort mm-hmm. of thing where the, the writer is. Moving the storyline sort of artificially, and oh. and uh, oh, okay. and I would kind of like to see things that are more character driven, you know. Okay, that's like, fair criticism. Like yeah. Pacific Rim, like Pacific. I Rim. saw that. Oh, she said this? angrily. Wrong with you people. <laughs> what is I didn't wrong see it. with you people? That movie was a shambles. It was awesome. It was a sh- okay. It was really fun to see robot. I really liked the robots. The robots punching the monsters was a lot of fun. Well, yeah. Everything oh, else. You watched the movie. You, you just fast forward to the fight scenes. It's about Idris Elba and and his relationship with, with his, his uh, adopted Japanese daughter, daughter yeah. something. Yeah. It's Ugh. a it's a character study. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It really. No, truly did is. I not say it was a dumb movie? But okay, the but action was the great. There are dumb movies that are done exceptionally and are therefore great. I watched Starship Troopers last night with my roommate. And yeah. it's, it's very much like Starship that is, Troopers. No, 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 no. Starship Troopers blows Pacific Rim out of the water. Still, still. I mean, there's some dumb, dumb shit in that movie, but it's tight. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. a cohesive story that's told with a little bit of awareness whereas yeah. Pacific Rim it's like are you even watching your own movie did you even are you even aware of the of the rules that you set up for this universe and you just broke them for no reason like you didn't even yeah. think about it like you just broke all these rules that you established that you set up two hours establishing you just broke them all and I'm supposed to give us an example the big one the big one was how it was you have to like they had to ride one of the monsters down through the the cervix of, of reality, yes. the reality cervix, yes, because of like the genetic recognizing that- the genetic structure. So they get to the other side of reality, right? So if this thing only opens when it recognizes the the genetic structure of the monsters, you can't By the just way, release it, an t- escape. Turn it off if you don't want. Oh, a spoiler minutes. for this movie! I don't okay. care. Yeah. Keep going. Um, it's pre-spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. doesn't make any sense anyway. So it's like, so when you release an escape pod, it shouldn't open. The cervix shouldn't reopen to let the escape pod through. You just established that you can only go through if you have the genetic structure of a monster. Come on! <laughs> Are you even watching your own movie? Seriously, guys! It, it stayed open. <laughs> no, it didn't! Yeah, it did. Well, then it still shouldn't let them through. It was just like, what? The, come on! 
Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know in the uh, off Broadway version, I'm I will be playing uh, Kaiju number three. <laughs> oh, Kaiju okay. number three, and that that's playing at um, with the NoHo yeah. NoHo Arts District. No, um, that's NoHo's H O E S, and it's in previous right now, right? Yeah, yeah how's exactly. your? You have a big solo, right? I do have a solo. Oh, yes. very good. It's on roller skates, right? Yeah, it's yeah. on roller skates, it's a, and it's a musical. Yeah, yeah. So no, I get it. Uh, I'm there. I see it. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I got I got uh, tweeted three hugs by the way. Thanks guys. There it is. <laughs> wanna, who, who hugged you? Uh, I got a hug from Michael Donahue. Michael uh, Donahue. You got a hug from a boy. Okay. Uh, they're all they're all boys. <laughs> hashtag go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Tyson. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Tyson who tweeted go hug yourself. Oh, uh, go hug yourself. And Peter W G. PDG. Nice. PDG. No, that's is that PDG? No, no, that's PDGMB is uh, who we're thinking of. All right. There's a few new names in the uh, chat box. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Azrael Emery's Peter. Emery's that's who it is. is the last name of Merlin. I don't know if you all know this. Is it I really? Yeah. Promise you, none of us do. Merlin Emery's. And Azrael, of course. Azrael's an angel. Uh, Azrael is Gargamel's cat. cat. Yeah, it's a Gargamel's cat. cat. Oh. <laughs> I'll have you know. So therefore, an angel. An angel. <laughs> oh, uh, a Bruno thirty-seven says, "Fine, James, I made a name. I guess he was a number." All right first. now. I'm not a number. Did, Bob did anyone? I'm not a number. Has anyone seen? You know what? Uh, Interstate 60 made me think of. Damn it, I'm a man. Uh, Vanishing Point. Did you ever see that? Oh, movie? great movie! I got to meet the no. director. Uh, really? One of my first jobs out here, Richard Serafian. That's awesome. I went to pick him up, uh, and he had in his hand. He was being interviewed for a documentary that never came out by the people who did American Splendor on road movies. Um, and when I picked him up, he had in his hand a model of the. Uh, Exact uh, Mustang that was used in the was like, it a Mustang? color and color and uh, year? I, it, it was a Mustang, wasn't it? Or was it a Dodge Charger? I think it was a Charger. It was a Charger. Um, so, vanishing point for those who cars to who, me are sports to you who don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was a movie from 1971. Great movie, uh, very poorly remade. Do not watch the remake. And uh, it's about a guy taking a Dodge Challenger um, across the country. <laughs> so neither. Yeah, I thought it. Yeah, so. Um, and it's just like this crazy, weird, existential drama. Yeah. Um, For no reason, he just takes on this personal challenge of trying to deliver speed within like, what is it, 48 hours or something? Something like that. And then there's a... And the there's cops a, come after him. And there's a DJ. DJ who's got the... Super, like, is it Super Soul? I forget her name, but she's... Yeah, that's a him. Oh, it's, it? a, it's Cleavon Little. Oh, you're right. From Blazing yeah. Saddle? Yeah. Cleavon Little? Little? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And he plays this like pirate DJ who's sort of got his back... Uh, and is like alerting him to uh, to where the cops are, so he can he can make this oh, nice. completely unnecessary trip. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And actually, Serafian, there's a, a cameo. Uh, I, I won't give away the circumstances around it, but if you do remember the film, uh, there's a guy very helplessly standing with a hose at some point when there's an explosion, and that's Richard Serafian. There you go. Oh. Um, so that's not your homework, but we'll come up with something different. But uh, great flick, it, it is a great film film to watch. So who'd you filmmaking. hook up with in San Diego? Uh... <laughs> Just what <laughs> costume was all, she wearing? All Give this movie stuff much. is yeah. great, yeah. But uh, what uh, happened in San Diego uh, in the hot tub? Anything? I was danced she, uh, all night. You danced with the Leia. And what is yeah? What was is your cosplay involved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say I woke up in Corona, which I, or no, not Corona, Coronado, which I didn't know existed. What is until Coronado? I woke up there. Uh, an island, apparently. I had to take a boat to get back to Comic-Con. <laughs> Wait, you don't know how you got there? Nope. <laughs> That's awesome. Coronado is in Avalon, 
Isn't isn't that where Avalon is? Uh, no, or is that Avalon a different? Is in, oh no, no, that's right. That's San Diego. I'm, Avalon I'm is Catalina Island. Catalina Island. Uh, Coronado yeah. is where the the hotel Coronado is. Yes, where, where the stuntman was filmed. Uh, another great movie from late seventies. That is supposed yes. to. I haven't seen that one, but that's supposed to be really good. Um, yes. So, uh, do you? So you've written. Are you writing right now? Uh, I actually just uh, have started to formulate an idea based on some of what I saw in Comic Con. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is for the listeners. You're wrong, and for the nerds uh, here in the room. I think the um, visually the steampunk aesthetic is one of the most striking, exciting visual motifs. But I have yet to see have seen a film or television show that with told a good story within around. that world. Yeah. Uh, I know it's been used in Sh- Sherlock, the uh, Guy Ritchie reboot, and it, it was used in some animated thing that Michael J. Fox did, with I think like a steampunky submarine. And of course it was used in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I don't know if they did it in the film, but they used it uh, somewhat in the comic yeah, book. They did it in the film. But there hasn't really been an interesting, engaging steampunk story that I can that I know of. Definitely nothing I'd that's like to be been wrong. really big i mean there have been a lot of like a lot of little things but nothing that ever really breached main culture so i've started i've started to do some uh research in the steampunk world because i do want to tell a story in that world but i want to honor its tropes wild wild west was kind of steampunk (laughs) and kind of shitty yeah 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 Yeah, i mean but there also the um hell 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 Hellboy. hellboy Hellboy because the 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 Ghost guy, yeah, yeah, he was very steampunky. He was yeah. steampunk. Oh yeah, yeah. But I yeah. wouldn't punk really like say like that's a steampunk movie, <laughs> right? right. No, no. Yeah, it, it, it borrows from the, from the visual um, elements. You know yeah. what is is the new Terry Gilliam film that's coming out? Ooh, really? I could see him doing a um, hell of a job with yeah, steampunk. and it's it's pretty cool. It's with Christoph Waltz. I can't believe Terry Gilliam still, still Terry Gilliam still gets to make movies. Why? He's my favorite director, but it, every time it's such a fucking shit show. Wait, yeah. What do you mean? Did you it's see sh- Lost in La Mancha? Yeah. Uh, oh, so you mean like um, he always goes over production budget. wise? Way over budget. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Over schedule and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen a Terry Gilliam film in since uh, Munchausen. Probably. Yeah. Yikes! Uh, wow! Yikes! Mun- I saw that when I was Munchausen. a kid. My mom actually took me to that when I was a little little kid. Yeah, I went to Time Bandits for my birthday, and out. it freaked me out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time Bandits. You think it's going to be like, oh, there's swords and arrows and lasers, and it's like, Jesus, this is dark as hell. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, I want to say that uh, that we got some tweets in from people we haven't heard from before. Yeah. Look I, at these oh. people. I don't so, recognize. Well, yeah. yeah. Have, has Dominique? Um, Dominique Kuhn, I've seen once or twice. Yeah, yeah not enough. And Who's then, this Josh and then, person? Josh Este. Este. Iron Man seven seven zero one one. Because there, there were that many. <laughs> there Iron were Man that out many there. other There's ones. Eighty thousand Iron Man on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, everybody should check out the the trailer. Just got released at Comic Con for the new Carrie, Terry Gilliam Carrie Gilliam film. Yes. Terry Gilliam His daughter. Film. Gilliam. Uh, You're thinking of Karen Gillan. Yeah, it's Terry Gilliam. Yes. Uh, so you all should watch it. It is called. Oh, fucking am an asshole. I'm. Terrible name for a movie. <laughs> uh, it's called The Zero Theorem. Yes, that's what mm-hmm. it's called. Well, mine's going to be it. better. Yeah. Better. It will be because his is, according to you, going to be a shit show. Oh, an over budget shit, shit show? Yeah. Shit show. Shit Just show. The, produ- the actual, the, the final results I usually enjoy, but the actual productions always seem like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I think he's <laughs> such a great visual storyteller. Yeah. Not the Brazil. best storyteller. Oh, I thought him. Brazil was brilliantly told. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah. Like Jabberwocky is it just that's a shit show. Yeah. Right yeah. But uh, that wasn't all him though. That was I think there's still a couple. It was co-directed. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, but uh, but Brazil I think is incredibly tight if you see the right cut, the director's cut. Um, Munchausen is just a blast. Time it's Bandits a bit is sloppy though. Mun- Munchausen and Time Bandits are both like much longer than they need to be. <laughs> I think Time Bandits is airtight. Really? And at the very end, that culminating scene where it's like the cowboys and the 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 spaceship with Space, the lasers yeah. and the and it's like that's literally like a, a physical manifestation of a kid playing with all his toys. I have to watch like playing with his knights and playing with his yeah. cowboys and Indians and it's happening live. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I thought it was. Fascinating. Did you like? Uh, did you like Twelve Monkeys? I did, although I think Brad Pitt sucked in it. But I thought it was a great. See, movie. The only time I like Brad Pitt is when he's being a lunatic. <laughs> I just didn't buy it, but I love that movie. I like that movie. Uh, so I did too. Um, so you're. You're thinking about a story, and you, do you have one in mind yet? Uh, I feel like as soon as I start to talk about it, it's going dis- oh, no, no, to disappear. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, want yeah. you to talk about it. But uh, I'm, I'm actually starting with the research of the genre itself. But uh, the story that, it, that is related to it has very little to do with the genre. It's much more character-driven, and I'm hoping that that's sort of what's been missing. Now, do you use a uh, – was have you read a lot of screenplay writing books? Uh, one or two. And is or there three? one that you that you adhere to as I really did like and it's mainly about formatting, but it really helped uh streamline the writing was uh um ah, story? That's a big no, one. No. I just borrowed that from someone. Yeah, that's supposed to be um, and Adventures in Screenwriting by by Goldman. Goldman. Yeah. Uh, and then there's screenwriters on screenwriting, which is handy. But there's one that's just about formatting and it just shows you how to make it so much simpler. And how to show, how to show, not tell, um, right? And just, just how to, you know, put something in a slug line. That means you don't have to put it in the description, in the description. and put putting something in the in the dialogue that prevents you from having to put something in a parenthetical. It just, it just really tightens up the writing. And Emily, have you? Do you write screenplays? I do. And do you have? Is there a book that you you? I went use? to film school, so I had a lot of books. <laughs> oh, well, listen, but her. story story was uh, the big one. I can't remember who wrote it. But that was the one where that everybody uh, got a hold of. Um, I can't remember. But one that is, did that resonate with you as like useful? Um, I think that might have been one of the ones that I, you know, when you get that huge Rebelled pile. Against. Of, when you get that huge pile of books and you're like, I have to read all this shit. That might have been one that didn't make the cut. Got it. <laughs> um, oh, you know what else has been really helpful for my writing, even though it's not that's not what it's uh, directly about, is Sidney Sidney Lumet's making movies. And his discussion of theme and how he drives every single decision he makes through the theme of the of a clearly articulated theme of the film. Right, right. And that's for lenses, framing, editing. But it really affected my writing, where it's like every character, literally every line, you can you can filter through the idea of the theme of the movie. And if you don't know the theme of the movie, you probably shouldn't be writing it. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, story was Robert McKee, and he's the guy who has those those seminars that. that... See the guy Charlie Coffin makes fun of, and uh... yeah. Yeah, he, he yells at you for two hours. Did Did you do it? No. Oh. Have you Have you read screenwriting books? I'm functionally illiterate. I know. So I don't know how to write. <laughs> that, thus, I've sold scripts. Uh, <laughs> filled with typos that don't make any sense. Do you, no, I've read every uh, screenwriting book under the sun. And any of them? They all suck. They're all Sid Field is what, what is What has he written? Nothing. I he's read that he, one too. Yeah, he's fucking nonsense. The only guy I, I've ever listened to and enjoyed Save the Cat. 
That's nonsense. Yeah, that's, that was, that it's was all irritating. it's all format. Which you just watch five Hollywood movies and take notes. And you watch can see Pixar the, movies. You can see the format. It yeah. doesn't tell you how to write. It tells you how to deconstruct a movie and then give notes, which is what Sid Field was. He was a studio exec or just a reader. And McKee, what has he written? What what, what great movie? But there's a, those who teach and those who do, right? Yes, he's a teacher. Right. He does not uh, – wisely, no one made any money in the gold rush in California except for those who sold pickaxes and, bu- and buckets. <laughs> right, and, so, and just yeah. – So and you don't whiskey. make any money writing. You make money telling people, this is how you write. you got to have a blah, blah, well, blah, whatever Hollywood McKee's is definitely a, a just – it's a big money pit of like you know, yes. take our acting for, class, yeah, take right, our exactly. gold reading class, take our screenwriting class. But to that end, there was a guy I listened to. I didn't read his book. He actually taught a class – on you get a CD and listen to it, and uh, his name's John Truby. Oh, I have his. And his are very good. He wrote on Hill Street Blue, so I he, I could actually say, oh, he's actually written something, and <laughs> his book or his seminar is about character and not about structure, which are, are but in, intertwined. Does... But he doesn't have a paradigm. He doesn't have. He, he's. A little more open. He's very, very good about breaking down genres and yes. why this genre works. And these are the things that you like. If you're going to write in this genre, these are certain things that you need to be aware of. And he's and how to transcend everything, which I thought was yeah. helpful. But it's, it's very. I mean, everyone has their own uh, process. But I've heard the um, how to write films for fun, scratched out, and profit by the two uh, Reno Nine One One guys. I've heard that's actually. Uh, I mean, got some value. The best, the best way to learn how to write a script is read a lot of scripts and read yeah, bad yeah. ones. And good I mean, ones. I, which I haven't there, done. There's enough, no book that can take you, you know, through the process and watch so. a lot of movies. I found. I mean, that sounds obvious, but you ha- like you can read books, but books are language. If you watch movies and you learn how to tell stories with your yeah, eyes, and I you see how a certain yeah. camera yeah. swoop told the story without anyone having to say right, but you can't put that in your script. <laughs> right. So uh, there was an article this past week. No, I have more to say on this. No. Okay. No, no, no. Did the article mention the fact that it's the top of the hour and you're listening to the Smart Coast Morning oh. Show on the Smartcast Internet Radio Network? It's okay if it didn't. I'm just asking. It, it actually didn't. It's yeah. a well, shit right. article. It's all right. Uh, no, it was, it was about specifically uh, Save the Cat. Do you want to explain what Save the Cat is? It's this nonsense book that this guy wrote who wrote a couple of movies that stink. And <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's... Uh, High watermarks in your story you got to hit to make it tight and feel like a Hollywood certain movie. page number. So it, it refers to yeah. Save the Cat refers to having your your hero do something small that makes you respect them. Yes. Kind of, uh, so like saving a cat on his way to work or whatever it is. And uh, and I think these these books are good for studio people who need to shit out notes to make a script. I, I went through this process with someone who didn't know how to give notes, and they wanted it to be a big broad Adam Sandler movie and. This other guy came in, and he they had this process down, and they took me through it. I'm like, oh, okay, so you do this, and you do that, and there's three minor characters, and they go in this arc, and this is paid off here. And I'm like, oh, this is is uh, Sid Gannis, who's at Sony, and he does all those horrible Sandler movies. But there's a there's a, a formula, there's a format, and that's what they want. Right. So having these this 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 uh, language in embedded in executives who have MBAs and don't know how to talk to creatives is helpful, but at, for a creative, it, yeah, I mean, the, how the, it, Pulp Fiction breaks every rule. Yeah. It, it, exactly, it's, it's, like, it's the movies that break the rules that transcend the. You know, that was the problem with uh, um, Pacific Rim. It, it it followed it too closely. <laughs> it should have broken some. They like, should have killed the guy. Like killed the the hero. It should have done something. It's overdeveloped. Uh, I, I see. I, I think it's just a, 
that is just a, a simple, linear, super linear film. Like, there's no sophistication to it at all. It didn't aspire to be clever, like you know, the Avengers or something like that. It's just, then it like, shouldn't have been two hours long. Like, <laughs> I am so not for this trend of movies being two so, hours long. I'm not I'm either. So against Except it, for you know? Starship Troopers. That's a good, solid two hours. I love that movie. Every moment counts. So, in, in this article, they say that, like, okay, so here, like, they say that, um, Movies are, are becoming homogenized so that they have the same beats in it. The hero, oh, yeah. Absolutely. The hero dressed down by his mentor in the first 15 minutes, like Absolutely. in Star Trek and Battleship. The villain gets caught uh, on purpose. Uh, mm. Dark Knight, the Avengers, Skyfall. Um, there's a moment of helplessness and disarray a half an hour before the movie ends, like every other fucking movie. Yeah. So the problem with that is the that... Gaunt- the gauntlet, as we call it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. they and all this, start to feel is, the same, and you start and, to, to and not care because you know. Well, but Brad, you know what's Pitt, coming. Brad Pitt's going to make it. He's going to have a, a right. low point, and then come up, and then there'll be a higher but, plane of existence for the characters. Blah, so blah, blah, every blah. studio exec has read Save the Cat, and yeah. so then they they require these beats in. So they like oh, I like your script, but where's the you know hero takes a dive moment you know on page hero s- takes a dive on page seventy or whatever it is. <laughs> it's more like page. 80. 80. It's yeah. closer. To, it kicks off the third act. Come on. Right. Respect the <laughs> Come on, Marty. Come on. This is fucking kid stuff. What, what else you got? For those of you who don't know, I worked in development for five years. read 1,500 scripts. Yeah. So I probably wow. read about 10,000. Oh, yeah. You have to read every fucking – every year. Well, and I was also a development person. I read every bad script. Yeah. It was fun. I'm not concerned. I'd just like to say I'm not concerned because uh, – For the future of Hollywood and storytelling in general? Definitely not for storytelling because there's always going to be people telling stories and there's always going to be somebody who comes along who has something new to say and then when that breaks through everything you know it's like it's like bubbles bursting you'll you'll something new is always going to break through but um, like I'd also like to point out that storytelling has been the same since the dawn of man <laughs> you know like I mean look at no Joseph we have Campbell. 3D now okay <laughs> yeah. fuck you so. I mean if you look at you know Gilgamesh you're gonna find. The same. Ah, oh, Gilgamesh. That old, that old trope. There's, there's <laughs> a reason that a saw. lot of stories go the same way that they do, and it's not. Um, really oh, Hero with a Thousand Faces destroyed. Like, that's every Bruckheimer movie. That's, that's Star Wars. It's right. like, find a new mode of storytelling, which is what Tarantino did. To, yeah. to some success. Right, he was also debatable. patchworking the way a lot of other filmmakers. Yes, well, he's also part of the, the sample DJ culture, which exactly, is, yeah. I'm going to take this song, and I'm going to take this song, and look, I made a new song, even though I didn't come up with any yeah, of it. Right. The only reason Wait. you like it is because of the original Reservoir song, Dogs so is I a movie. Don't. I've I've already seen this movie. I've like I was like, I've totally, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that movie, that Hong Kong movie, yeah. but he then City, borrowed from Taking of Pelham 123 and right. a couple other movies. And oh, I love that movie. Uh, so did he. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Emily, what, are you writing anything right now, or, or like, what sort of what um, what is your goal as a writer? Write more, I think. <laughs> Just more. Dust off that thirteen, that novel you wrote when you were thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to that ex- extent, I think that uh, Ursula Steven- K. Le Guin fan fiction. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think what? I had that in me. No, it's no, good. No, it's I, good. I'll surprise you. The Stephen King's <laughs> on writing is is a very inspiring book about just like how how to just Stephen uh, King has a disorder though is that fair like he's to be that prolific he's well, he's addicted like he's addicted to writing if you took it away from him you'd get the DTs you right know? I've heard stories of him at a at a party and this was back in the day uh, but he'd be talking to somebody and he'd be like uh uh do you have a typewriter and he would just like go upstairs at this party at someone else's house and write for like five hours yeah. 
because he had because the ideas wouldn't it just wouldn't stop. What what he, what is inspirational about his book is that he's just he stresses not being judgmental about your writing. That is key. That'll and stop that, you so fast. And uh, that's really good. But he does he does say that he doesn't outline, and it's like no duh, you don't outline. <laughs> He's like, I have an idea, and I know I don't know how it's going to end. I'll just start writing, and then that's a terrible idea. It's a terrible. Well, he can pull it off. Because he's addicted. <laughs> because he's addicted, but to a, a person who's never written a book or a screenplay, don't. Right. Don't no. just start typing. And then he says, like, the one time uh, I did, you know, like, the last book I, I outlined uh, was The Dead Zone. And that's, like, my favorite of his books. And it's just like, <laughs> outline more, please. Because <laughs> you know, like, he's a very a very readable writer. Uh, but he's just not. I think he's all well, his. Lance movies. Mountain is going through this now because she's writing a teen novel and she's outlining it. Right. And she's like, "This is a nightmare." And I'm like, "Yes, oh, such a pain in the ass." That's, yeah, writing that, is a writing bitch. is easy. The actual writing of the words and the, then the beautiful prose, but actually breaking a story, she's like, oh, "It's, it's hard." A nightmare. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where the sweat comes out. Right. I and mean, a lot of times, that's what stops me is knowing how much sweat it is. I'm like, ah, I just I don't have it right now. Uh, let us know if you what screenwriting books you use or what if you're a screenwriter as well. If you if you like hearing about this sort of talk, because we can we can talk more about this in the future. I've had two friends publish novels this year, and I've gone to their readings, and it's been very inspiring. I mean, it's t- it took both of them years. One is young adult, and one is adult adult. I don't know, um, <laughs> sexy adult. Um, Fifty and shades it took of them, fucking right. <laughs> It took them years to get to the point where they were having book releases and book signings, but uh, I I was so proud of them and very inspired. It just made me want to write a lot more than I have been. I mean, when I was a reader... And Lawrence Kasdan was at one of the readings. Oh, there you go. How about them apples? As a reader, I had to also give notes. I had to write full coverage on every script and book I read, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's a huge pain in the ass. And But what I learned is basically what a bad script is <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is a very valuable uh, lesson to learn but then it does also get in your head of like ugh what i'm writing it's is so shit. hard right and oh so. yeah i've been trying to write and i've never gone to school for for it or anything so i i've co-wrote you're, you're head of the game yeah, yeah. <laughs> your head is <isn't laughs> fucked up right. i co-wrote a script in uh 97 with a friend of mine movie script Ended up getting getting uh we hired a producer and everything and and this was our first foray into the Hollywood world. We didn't know you have to you fucking register it with the Writers Guild and all that. Oh, we hired a producer. She was great. If I remember her name, I'll fucking choke her if I ever see her. <laughs> she took our idea, of course, because we didn't register it. She took it. She registered it. She uh, shopped it to Edward James Olmos Jeez. and uh, his production company and sold it and. We got nothing. We we were just kicked wow. out. Welcome to Wait, Hollywood. What so, was yeah. her name? Yeah. Give her give her. Oh name. God, her first name was Sandy. That's all I'm. Don't gonna say. ever work with anybody named Sandy. Okay, <laughs> fuck named all Sandys. Sandy. Fuck all Sandys. You're uh, welcome. But I have a project, a, a book project, a book that I read that I really want to turn into a screenplay. I want to write as a screenplay. You got an no, it's an it's a historical figure. So there's so much more. I, I would think that you know, if, if you can either go with fuck uh, accuracy and mm-hmm. just go with a fun time, but I really want to do the, the 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 person justice. So and I sat down and I did the like tried to. I don't know what I was doing, but tried to kind of outline the first. Like you said, don't outline. Try to, and I was like the first few pages. I was just like, this is impossible for me. My brain is exploding. I can't <laughs> fucking do this. So I don't know how you guys do it. 
Dru- uh, lots of drugs. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah. Adderall, Adderall, Adderall Madonna Phil. Uh, I mean, the break the breakthroughs are the breakthroughs are what keep you going. But God, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, write it down. Like don't. But I think the, one of the big mistakes is just to sit in front of a computer. Yeah. Uh, every writer's room has a, a a dry erase board. Yeah. And cards, just like you have to. I, I did that the other day. For this thing. I. I put all the cards on the ground and I looked down on it. I was like, okay, this is the shit. And I use colors oh, and all this. And so you but get a handle on it mentally and... Yeah, you just I can't see it in a long scrolling yeah, uh, yeah. document. I, have to, I like, mean, there is physically a, a see me- mechanical gotcha. process to doing it. It's that, uh, architecture. Right. right. It, it, it's a structure point right. of writing. And, but once you get Then you that, beat off at the coffee shop and you're like, I'm writing a screenplay. I'm so amazing. <laughs> yeah. and once oh, that was a wonderful retort I just had with my characters. Yeah. Another latte for me. <laughs> I'm Garçon. <laughs> I am the greatest writer in the world. <laughs> but Lance Mountain... She's having trouble with it because no, it's you, so tough. Because she wanted to write it. She wants, like, I love these characters and she wrote, like, a page. And I was like, that... that and then, Unless you're the Stephen King has been writing since he's about twelve, right? And he wakes up every day and he writes like I masturbate, like just every day, constantly <laughs> till he's fucking raw. raw yeah. So he can sit down and go, I don't know, it's a it's a fucking place in Colorado, and they've got somebody to look after it in the winter, and then just boom, The Shining. But, I know, but then when like he's like, uh, how can I end this? Uh, let's a make giant uh, let's spider. Have, yeah, in let's the, have the hedge uh, animals come to life. Pulse, yeah, that's funny. That's um, cool. <laughs> That explains it. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well, fuck him then. F- fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> uh, been, been watching Under the Dome? Anybody? Anybody? No. no uh, Brian K. Vaughn of Cleveland, Ohio fame. There we go. Brian K. Vaughn wrote drink. that? Uh, he's the showrunner. Yeah. yeah. He, the guy who writes comic books yeah. that I read? Who wrote on Lost as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's from the great free state of Ohio. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. It's okay. I, I'm. I don't know if they intended to. I mean, it's a series based on a novel, so I don't know if they have an endpoint or if they're just going to keep doing it until <laughs> they run out. But I hope they end it. It's so much classier when it's like this is the yeah. story. This is all the story we they, got. That's all should. the story we're going to tell. Have you have you read Under the Dome? Anybody? No, no. But I just read about the show itself. It looks interesting. I I, I actually do want to watch it. It is super interesting. And then when you get to the end, you're just like, oh, come on. Like, like <laughs> it's that the the lost syndrome of having a great premise. Oh, God. Lost it, sucks so bad after the first, the first season. The first season was amazing. The first season is yeah, some okay. of the best, most interesting Let me television my I ever thought. saw. And then it just Let me sucks. finish my thought. I'm agreeing with your I know, thought. but the, it's... Just getting at it more actively. <laughs> All right. Then I won't finish my thought. But I agree with you. It yeah. fucking sucked. Yeah. No, uh, but the idea of the, like a premise that is so engaging and and just piques your curiosity, and then the longer they they dance around it, mm-hmm. the more your expect the higher your expectations are, yeah. and, then and you they can't can, fulfill them. You can't fulfill them. Yep. It's, yeah, so it was just so disappointing. It was such a wasted opportunity. Can you think of any movie though? Because I I had this one I watched. No, I Lost. can't think of one. <laughs> any any <laughs> no, movie, Bill? I Anything? I one. I just can't. One. I'm sorry. Um. That does that, or a movie or a television show that managed to have the sort of intrigue and suspense and non-reveal that managed to sustain it and actually have a satisfactory ending. Well, see, that, what's that's... in the box? <laughs> uh, that's probably my ultimate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the prisoner was pretty cool, but it did it did not have a satisfying ending. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever watch the prisoner? Anybody? Uh, the t- old TV show. The old TV show. It's a. I think it was an ITC show. 
Um, the Fugitive? How did that? How did that last as a TV show? Um, he's like, oh, there, you know. He's like, I got away. <laughs> Join me next week when I'll get away again. <laughs> got twelve more of these people. The prisoner was about a. a it was Patrick McGowan played a retired spy who was sent to what's called the village, and uh, it's where all these were there people there. Were, uh, there were village? some people there, and then <laughs> were they when he he people? every week he would try to escape, <laughs> and then he would get hauled back by a big white bubble, huh. and it was very nightmarish, very intriguing. You are number six, I am number two. Anybody? Anybody? No, no that sounds that interesting. That's awesome. really really cool. Yeah, they remade British it a couple years ago. Yeah, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Hmm. Um, but no, I think you're right. It, uh, tweet in if you have a a show that had just a or a movie or a movie that just built 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 mystery and suspense and paid it off. There was a show with the guy who was from Six Feet Jacob's Under, Ladder. Peter. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Peter starts with a K. He was also on Sports Night about a room in a motel that you would go in, and there were certain objects in the room. And every time you go into a different room, the objects would change, and you had to learn how to like figure out how to move all these objects together. Does anybody know what I'm talking uh, about? You're it's, speaking nonsense. It's a, it was a, it was a made-for-TV movie. I think it was on the um, Sci-Fi Network. But if anybody could find that for me, I would I would love so it I'm because sure I heard it was Sports Night Sharknado. <laughs> Peter K. Peter Krause. Peter Krause. Peter Krause. There, there we go. are. There we go. Krause? There's a lead. And it's, it wasn't called the room. And it's Peter Krause. Krause. I had a scene with him on Parenthood. No, look at me. He was nice. He told me about his place in Sonoma. And how to say his name. And how, yeah, he's like, don't talk to me and you, unless you get it right. Right. Yes, so, Mr. Krause. So, um, Marty, I did my homework. The Lost Room? The Lost Room, that's it. There it is. Is that three-episode miniseries? Yes. Everybody look that up and watch it. I'll try to do the same. The Lost Room. But I think that that might fulfill the quota of, of mystery Mysterious, mystical circumstances that actually I will say that very that first, um, the very first uh, M Night movie. Uh, oh yeah, where the kid sees Stuart dead. Stuart Little. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. was his third movie, actually. Was it? Yep. The first one that anybody cared about. <laughs> I thought that successfully uh, kept you yeah. aware that something was going on that you didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and then when it did reveal it, uh, it did so in a dramatic and satisfying. An yeah. exciting fashion. Mm-hmm. And it made you go back and watch everything and go, fucking A. I, right. It was right there in front of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I covered that script. <laughs> and in my coverage, I said, yeah, it's well written, but I could see the plot, the twist coming a mile away. And then when I saw the movie, uh, it's like, oh. I, I was totally surprised. And then I realized, oh, I read that script. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm a fucking asshole. Um, what was the homework that you did, Emily? Oh, the homework that I did. I promised everybody that I would look up the subsequent lives of Power Rangers. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I actually Spell. I, I did. There were many Power nice. Rangers at Comic-Con. Well, I didn't do the entire, the entire, you know, legacy of Power and, Rangers. And every country of Power every, Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. The Honduran Power Ranger, uh, Red Power Ranger, is now selling... Rangeros de Power. <laughs> um, I just did the original Power Rangers. Yeah, the first cast, I got that. Uh, it's kind of sad. Go ahead. Not really terrible. Yeah, okay, whatever. Judge for yourselves. Um, the Black Power Ranger, Zach, on the show, Walter Jones, in real life... Uh, in 2009, he was arrested for a DUI. Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. Hollywood. The creepy thing Unless was the you get yellow by a DUI guy. Oh, yes, go on. The yellow Power Ranger Trini. Trini. Uh, her name was 
I can't say, I'm not Asian. I can't say this. Chui Trung? Yeah, Trung. Chui Trung? Trung. Um, this is creepy. In 1997, it was incorrectly reported that she died in a that car she accident. she died, yeah. And everybody was terribly sad, but oh, it wasn't true. It was a hoax. And then in 2001, on September 3rd, she died she in a car accident. She actually died That's in what a you car get. accident. Bizarre. Isn't yes, that bizarre? Yes, it is. Poor thing. Anyway, the one that we are talking about, the the guy who killed somebody, he wasn't actually a Power Ranger. His name was Skylar Julius DeLeon. Yes. Uh, and he was a child who made an appearance in the episode Second Chance, but he was not actually a Power Ranger. Ah, oh, he was a putty. He was. He just had a small. He just had a small role, but uh, child actor. Who uh, who couldn't hack it once he grew up because he couldn't remember the lines because he had like drug problems or something uh. killed two people, and then uh, in on March thirteenth two thousand eight he partially severed his penis with a razor blade. Oh my god! When that happened, after receiving while medical wedding? attention. Wait, was, while wedding? Go back. <laughs> while in being held in jail. Ah. He was in jail. Uh, he returned to jail. Uh, in an interview, he said that he attempted to cut off his penis because he wanted to be a woman. And his defense lawyers claimed that his need for money to finance a sex change operation was his motivation for killing these people. And I thought of Dog Day Afternoon, which is a movie mm-hmm. y'all should see if yes. you haven't. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sydney LeMay. All right. Go, yeah. go, Power Rangers. So there's, there's your Attica. update. There's your Attica. Power Rangers. Attica. <laughs> oh, and Amy Jo Johnson is amazing. That's the other. Yeah, she's, other she's still doing. Uh, she's amazing. She's amazing. You know, she's she a gymnast, plays the guitar, the piano, very talented. What can't she do? What yeah. can't she do, that Amy Jo? Really? You go, girl. Um, Tyson mentioned The Truman Show as being uh, a, a movie that has a high, high concept, premise. High big concept. premise. And a- but we knew it was going on since the first frame. Like, right. There wasn't we a big were mystery never, about yeah, it. There was, yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. have. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about Psycho? Mother. But like, oh, I'm yeah. thinking yeah. of like that yeah, sort Psycho's of. Psycho's a good one. Psycho's a really like good one. that sort of like super mystery where you really like things that happen are so bizarre that it does seem obvious now seeing it. Uh, I didn't realize how many clues there were, but I, I do think Jacob's Ladder did a very good job of what the Jeez. fuck is going on. Yeah. And at the end, you're like that all makes perfect sense. If this were a drinking game, I would say a shot every time Bill mentions Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. <laughs> it was your question. It's not my fault. I got the right answer. <laughs> I, yeah, see, I disagree. I didn't, Refresh I, my I, memory. Does it take? Does it have a Cleveland angle to Jacob's yeah. Ladder? Is, does it take place in yeah, Cleveland? Yeah, Jacob's Ladder. I'm bar. sure I could find one. It's as hellish as living in Cleveland. He, yeah. he like redubs <laughs> movies like Star Wars takes place on in Cleveland. In like, Cleveland, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get to the mail sack. Let's, let's get, get right to the to mail it. sack. Nice, hey. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Get open the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Get open the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Get open the gate of eagle sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I wanna get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. First letters from Jeff in Akron. And, um, oh, he just said, uh, he said, he basically was giving, well, Bill just left, uh, tips on how to unlock the alarm in the Ford Focus. Oh, no. So, uh, I will forward that on, you know. I don't even know if he knows that we talked about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll tell him. Um, And he says, uh, he says that he will not fuck Cleveland because I enjoy going there for hockey games and concerts. 
they're missing the point about fuck Cleveland, which is not. I have nothing against the city. I've never been. I'm looking forward to our Kickstarter campaign to get us to go there. And yeah. They'll give us a tour and do a, a, a podcast from there. It's more about Bill's love of the city, and yet <laughs> he has abandoned said city. If he loved it, if he loved it that much, he should have stayed there. So it's trying to help Bill flush this. From his system, right, and embrace right embrace now. the fact that you have left the shithole that is Cleveland. So yeah. fuck Cleveland means embrace life. That's uh, literal. Yeah, Bill Jeff Jeff had some tips on how to unlock the alarm in your uh, forward focus. So I'll forward that to you. Um, next emails from great um, podcasting guy. Well, no, because le- for those uh, who didn't know, uh, Bill almost got attacked by eggs for having his car alarm go off. Is that correct or not? It's pretty correct? accurate. All right. Um, Next one's from uh, Travis Mountain. First off, good luck with the opening of your new show, Emily. Uh, Also, you you were spot on with Interstate 60. It came up as a Netflix recommendation for me a while back and was pleasantly surprised with it. You're the only person I've ever heard reference it. By the way, great cameos in it, too. I mean, it's a totally fun movie. Get Kurt Russell in there. Which movie is this? Michael J. Fox. Interstate Interstate 60. 60. Uh, My question um, for those of... That of you that read comics is what is your preferred format for reading these days? Monthly issues, trades, digital. There are so many stories and iterations out there uh, that mostly I, I only buy hardcover trades and everything else I download. Mm. The hardcovers seem to be much easier to keep in uh, higher condition. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Travis, That's a good question. Mail 28, litigation paralegal in Tingsboro, Massachusetts. Oh. Mm. Uh, Olivia threw out a great uh, surprise ending movie high concept. Okay, let's thing. get let's deal with this email first, and then we'll get to, to Olivia. Bill, let's ignore. Yeah, let's ignore the people who are listening live and tweeting. Uh, let's, let's do that. Focus. <laughs> let's focus. <laughs> Guys, this is a great rehearsal. Like this, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm learning it. a lot. We're really when we stop beta testing, when we go when we go <laughs> when live, we go this live, is gonna be great. This when we gain confidence. Yeah. yeah, but you know we're still in beta. I know the focus group in the next room is dial. Te- you know we're yeah. dial tested right now. And- <laughs> Just to answer the fucking question, I miss the anticipation of uh, the the cliffhangers at the end of a single issue. You're like, oh my god, I can't wait till next week when I ride my bike up. To-, but I'm not 14 anymore, so I I like I don't like digital comics. I don't like reading anything online. I don't I don't even like reading articles online. Um, Have I, you? I do like when it's a sort of a compendium. Yeah. And I can just, I know I can get the whole story, but there is something sometimes like you binge on it and you're like, Ugh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I miss, I, I do miss having it parceled out. Same, same with um, TV shows, Netflix and stuff. Like yeah. I do like when there's a cliffhanger, I can go right into the next thing. But at a certain point you're like, I'm sick of doing this. Um, but there is the, the Marvel, the Marvel, Marvel comics, <laughs> comics. They uh, they have their Just etched in marble. Their app, uh, which has adds like little bits of animation that focus your eyes mm-hmm. here. Uh, I don't know there. about this, but it's uh, it's still not. I prefer reading. Yeah, you gotta have have something in your hands. I feel um, I, I can't get into the oh. digitals. My brother has given me like for my birthday and stuff. He's given me like all these digital comics, which I'm so grateful for. But I can't get around to reading. I didn't them know you had a brother. I, yeah, I do. I do. Hmm. His name's Rune. His um, name's what? Rune. <laughs> Oh, boy. Like rune arledge, like, like like rune letters that can only be read at the exactly, moon. Exactly, yeah. Jesus, rune. Um, <laughs> yeah, and but I, I would do trade paperbacks if it weren't for that. I have things that I've been collecting since they came out, 
and I have this sort of mental block about how I have to keep collecting the individual issues. And mm. I and the trade paperbacks trades. blow the value of the individual issues, don't they? Oh, yeah. There's I, no value. I do the trades bags. because they're cheaper and it's the complete story mm-hmm. and then I don't have to wait. Um, and also just because I, I'm not as slavish to, to comics these days of right. keeping up. So. I miss that, though. I do. And you wait for the library, your local library to get it, right? You're that you're guy sitting there. <laughs> I've, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Have you ever been to, like, like in the library, my local library, there's just, like, one aisle that's all manga. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's massive, crazy. Just that, that thousands small of small library down at Melrose in um, June, I think. Uh, it's a small LA public library. Uh, I've gotten some work done there, and they have an entire wall of just mag. I didn't even know it existed, wow. let alone the, the the sheer extent of it. Let alone at a library, a small branch of a library. So, Unfold digital. That's the way to go. It's the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I tried reading some comic books, uh, and on a, just, on a tablet on, or a com- or a laptop on a tablet. Okay. And it just wasn't wasn't the same. So. Have you ever read a book on a tablet? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind reading books. On I so still, I still read. I still buy hard copy books and read them. Oh, you still, you have the author come out and orate it to you. Right? <laughs> we, we sit one. around, we sit around the fire. It was the best of times. It's all it's or, Stephen, oral history. Stephen King will finish a page and hand it to you. How was this? Bill likes it on a real tablet. So tapped into granite. Olivia mentioned. Do you want to tell what you mentioned? Nah, I lost my right, fire. No, she, oh my god, guys, this is a great audition. This is great <laughs> stuff. We're, we're learning a lot. I'm taking a, a lot of notes. British horror film starring Donald Sutherland. Don't look now. It is it is brilliant. And when the ending comes, it, your heart just explodes. Well, we, we talked about it last week as well, like the ending of Pacific Rim. It's, uh, no, <laughs> he it's, went it, through he went through the time anus. It's a movie unscathed. that builds up huge <laughs> expectations and pays it off in just uh, and it just comes crashing down. And the, it also. This is a bit of a spoiler, but it pieces together in a. Oh, mon- you're doing the spoiler before you. Spoil and a it. montage of like that pieces it, it. It both adds to the intensity and also completes the story. Like of uh, and so it totally pays it off in the end. Excellent, excellent uh, choice. So, so that's should be everybody's homework if they haven't seen it before. But we won't talk about it anymore. What's um, I've already forgotten. You can, you can you speak into the mic. It's okay. <laughs> or you could just move on and not uh, hang this on. This next it's, question it's, uh, is radio from... Radio sucks. Hmm? Uh, it's from Patrick Smith. Patrick S. Smith. Uh, it says, uh, Dear Marty James, name. Emily Bill, and Steve, maybe? Hey. Big fan since the Quick, quick Stop Entertainment days. Um, the, the site Smodcast was posted uh, on... Before Smodcast was wrangled by... Uh, wrangled from a cyber squatter. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I'm happy to say I have a mint condition Nooner issue number one. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, in digital, digital pristine. <laughs> On a wax cylinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the Bill Tweederson collection. <laughs> selling uh, them offline. <laughs> on last week's episode, Emily mentioned the amazing Bear McCreary. I loved mm. his Battleship, Battlestar Galactica Star? work, yeah. uh, but wanted... To mention that I feel his work on Walking Dead is up there in my book as well. Everything he does smoothly blends in and heightens the overall work like a finely mixed drink. My favorite AC songs are uh, Saving our- Ourselves for Marriage and I Just Saw the Gayest Guy on Earth. AC songs? What is an AC song? Is he referring to that? Adult Contemporary? No, that band that uh, Alternative has the, Country? Wor- the worst name in Rolling Stone that I went to high school with. Uh, anal cunt. Oh, anal cunt. Oh, anal cunt. Oh, there you go. Look at them. Those, oh, those wow. guys. Those guys did good for themselves. Yeah. Uh, 
You listen with a clenched <laughs> sphincter waiting for the screaming to start, yet it never comes. Unlike the song Hitler Was a Sensitive Man. They, they're all just song titles to offend you, and then it's just screaming, and the song lasts maybe three seconds. That's awesome. <laughs> and they made a career out of it. For tw- they're like big in Germany. They're always touring the world. God bless them. Can't imagine a band named Anal Cunt that's big in Germany. Lastly, yeah, right. DJ James, I greatly yeah. miss hearing, we will gladly call you cab, call you drunk, uh, and push you out the door at the end of every Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how did you say it? Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you please drive home safely or wherever you're off to, please don't drive safely. And if you can't drive, if you don't think you can drive safely, please let one of us know. We will be more than glad to call you a cab, call you a drunk, and push you out the doors. <laughs> hey now, um, you got to get an Uber going. Yeah, it's the way to go. Oh, Just yeah. downloaded that. See, uh, you See? All, I'm present in this century. You all make my daily commute. Did more I say bearable. that right? I downloaded. <laughs> d- downloaded. Where does the accent go? I downloaded. Thanks for all the wonderful laughs. Although the laughs seem to scare the drivers around me. Patrick Smith, thank you for that. That's a great fake name. Patrick Smith, come on, come up from Ironton, Ohio. Where's Ironton? Iron. No idea, but it's a great Ohio name. Harkens back to the industry that we've lost. Hey guys, just miss, miss, just finished last week's podcast. Terrific as always. I'm 24, a Londoner born and bred, having lived here besides a month in Japan, a month in California, and a few holidays here and there all my life. Uh, this is from Scott Hamza. A few tidbits. Emily, you're lovely and you've a wonderful radio voice. If there's a feasible way for um, me to have you pronouncing Guillermo, I'm sorry, how, how is it? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> oh, brother. He wants that as a ringtone. He'd be overjoyed. Yeah, there it is. James, I met you ever so briefly at a Babylon in August of 2012, and you were so welcoming. Bill, whenever you're in London oh. tonight, if you're not busy, I'd love to buy you a pint. At Come least, on, I dude. At least thank you for all, uh, at least to say thanks for all the beard reppin'. Uh, to tweet me tomorrow night. I'll be in London um, getting shit-faced. All right. Marty, uh, Dan, Steve, you were the guys on the pod I, the first time I listened, and I've been hooked ever since. This morning's my favorite podcast, and I subscribe to 22 of them. Hey. Hey, now. Hey. Anyway, I couldn't so even name 22, 22 podcasts. podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. 0.001% of the podcast out there. Uh, no, no, 22 different podcasts. Yeah, of Smodcast. Oh, within the Smodcast empire. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, my God. He's a, in the chariots of fire of excellence. <laughs> I know. He should, get a, he should get a merit badge yeah, for that. He should get one of Kevin Smith's beard trimmings. Yeah. <laughs> you can smoke it in a, a vaporizer. Uh, any, so, anyhow, so um, a little talking point, if you will. I was raised a Muslim. My father's Iraqi. Hang up on him. Hang up on him now. Next, <laughs> yeah. next caller. Next caller. My father's Iraqi. My mother's Scottish. too soon. Particularly prepared Fucking to answer Rolling this Stone has that goddamn bomber on there. Oh, my God. No, wait. wait. Oh, it, it hurts. It's too soon. So he was raised Muslim till 16, then given a choice of uh, continuing with Islam, opting for a different faith, or leaving If they're religion. giving him a like choice, a Muslim, it wasn't real Islam. He had a Muslim rum, okay, rum springer? <laughs> Hang up on him. Let's hear his story is it, is before judging him. Yes. Uh, it won't come as a shock that, to many that in this day and age, I ran from a re- religion as hastily as I imagine Marty ran after his runaway car. Didn't run away. I didn't run after it. It just went on its own, and I caught the aftermath. Um, having been godless... You're an Asian driver not even in your car. And I, yeah. That's fucking, and that is fucking, I use my mental power to make my car drive... Car drive <laughs> I drive my mental car. I drive so bad. So bad. Uh, having oh, been. Thank you going for a while on that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Having been godless wait for eight for years, for I'm wait. still completely assured in my up lack of faith. Hang up on him. Get rid of him. That I don't said, like this guy. Last year, I decided to do Ramadan, not because I refound religion, <laughs> but because I realized that I don't really ever need to uh, ever do anything that challenges me on a disciplinary level. I adhered to all the I adhered to all the rules except except for the prayer, and I'm very and respectful of the. What faith. about the blowing yourself up part? Is that that's not part of Ramadan? Oh, okay, that's uh, after Ramadan. That's after. <laughs> that's yes. Uh, so I'm very respectful of the faith and those fasting in line with with their faith. The reason I'm doing this, you can say about us. I wanted to put myself through the ringer uh, for a while, and uh, so that I can appreciate all the cool stuff I get to do uh, day in and day out without repercussion. <laughs> Fast forward nine days into Ramadan, and whoa! I managed to quit smoking. Good for you. I've lost a shit ton of weight. I'm happier, healthier. And if I do say so myself, sexier. Send the naked hey. pictures to Bill, and he will let you know if you are indeed sexier. So what I wanted to ask was... <laughs> I'm a um, fair and equal judge. How do you think you'd fare um, if you couldn't eat, drink, smoke, masturbate, have sex, etc., from sunrise to sundown every day for a month? Uh, I can't thank you enough um, for all the easily accessible and incredibly enjoyable content you give us all. Uh, so all the best. Love, Scott. He might be uh, in L.A., Sometime in the future, and he actually wants to go to Cleveland now. Hey, now. To fuck it. <laughs> there you go. Right in the ass. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck Cleveland. Uh, so, yeah, how would you guys do? I'd be fine. Wait, you can't eat meat? Or you no, can't no, eat... You, you can't, no, you You, you can't eat. You can't For eat. For a month? No, no, yeah, but just during the daylight hours. So you can... I'd be fucked. It's uh, Little Caesars all night long? It doesn't matter? Um, yeah, well, if, I don't know if you want to... Uh, what about the smoking and sex part? Can you do that when it, it when it gets dark? Um, easily, but no during Ramadan. Can you yeah. do? Can do? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're not supposed to do that at, at all during the daylight hours. Oh, I don't know if you can do it at night. That was the question. Um, but then uh, you're just a vampire. Then you just do everything at night. Yeah, you that, sleep that, all that, day, right? But I think is that, that what's going on in Islam? They become vampires for a month? <laughs> so you, if you look through someone's Islamic window, they're, they're like jerking off, eating a slice of pizza off at night. They're jerking off onto a slice of pizza yeah. <laughs> so with, with a cigarette in their nose so they could eat and smoke. Like what? Define your terms. No. What's going on? What's Ramadan? Okay, from I mean, sunrise to sundown, yes. you cannot eat, drink, smoke, masturbate, have sex at, um, for a month. For the month of Ramadan. So night, as soon as the sun goes down, it's... It's, it's fucking a, debauchery. The parties open? Off. Yeah. Well, that's easy. All right. Well, he's... he's I'd have trouble with the food because I eat like five meals a day. Yeah. yeah. I get smoking. super lightheaded if I don't eat And he all lost the time. a bunch of weight. So okay. I think restricting yourself, uh, creating rules around yourself will allow you to lose weight. Like I went through the month of May without uh, completely vegan and not drinking and mm-hmm. lost a bunch of that's weight. Good. Delayed and, gratification uh, is a sign of intelligence. Yeah. Oh, is it? Well, then. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I ain't. <laughs> Got to rub my stomach for this one. I ain't going to deprive myself of no food. I'm American. <laughs> I have woken up on New Year's Day in my life and said, I'm going to be a vegetarian for a year, and I've done it. Just like, boom. It's easy. Right. The drinking, it's a little harder. Yeah. The I, drinking, went, I went 11 days once, and I was like. Drinking without, uh, throughout, not drinking throughout May was was easier than I thought it would be, but then it was just as easy to What about masturbating, Marty? Did you take yeah. a month off? Because I've, I've already come twice. I've gone to the bathroom and I was off wondering here, you, so you, yeah, you that's what I do when I, I, I have to masturbate. I was wondering constantly. what those little cups were at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dixie cups ain't going to fill themselves. And it's like, <laughs> and you can't get off any other way unless there's a Dixie cup there. Yeah. But you, you could you take a month off from masturbating? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've done that before. And then when you when you finally masturbate, it's like 
one of those silly string cans. How did you just? Oh, jeez. But you're dating someone now, right? Oh yeah. Hey, uh, Ooh, why aren't that. we talking about that? Oh, I'm uh, saving it for the uh, the people that, that stuck in through the, uh, the the Bill's rant of an hour. <laughs> I met uh, Marty's lady. <laughs> she she thought you she thought you were very funny. Of course, I'm fucking funny. Oh Jesus! Uh, so, so when when you fuck her, do you like put on a big show so that Maria Bamford downstairs? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna do so fucking good. Is, is that is there like a little? <laughs> You're showing off a little bit? That's just how I do it. Uh, yeah. You just yeah. scream, fuck you, Maria Bamford. I am fucking awesome. Even before I met Maria yeah. Bamford, that yeah. was how it went. That was, uh, why, that was awkward, then it didn't work out with her. Uh, good, this next email oh, from on, Chris Brown. I just told you. I just answered it. Good morning. Having successfully withstood Darren's peer pressure, I wrote to you without any audio this week, but who knows how long I can, stand, I can last the pressure. I did take Emily's suggestion and watched American a- The American Astronaut Ooh, and Stingray did. Sam. They're both quite good, but Stingray Sam is particularly excellent. Huh. Um, usually, you usually hear the other way around. You usually hear I like American Astronaut, Stingray Sam is okay. So nice to hear. Nice to hear. And that's your friend's movie? Yes. Corey McAbee. Okay. And has a Kickstarter getting- on Facebook right now for his comic book, Rabbit. You should all get in on that as well. <laughs> Wait, it's... His comic book called Rabbit, or his actual Rabbit, which is a comic book. <laughs> it's a comic book called Rabbit. Okay. Um, all right, look it up. Uh, also, I know it was a throwaway joke, but your mention of doing a show live from Cleveland last week inspired me. So here's whoa, a copy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Throwaway joke? Throwaway? <laughs> I don't joke about Cleveland. This is serious business. Uh, so <laughs> I stumped he- him. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I was reading the, the thing. So he he sent in a a mock uh, MerpCon 2014 uh, brochure. <laughs> Tour of Cleveland. So, yeah, enjoy the festivities, including um, uh, meet-and-greet cocktail hour, including pink ascots. That was the drink, with, which right. is a grapefruit, um, uh, crystal light, and gin. And, oh, and, yeah. oh, and uh, the, the sad tears from... Uh, uh, from listless masturbation. Yes, listless masturbation. <laughs> that is the key ingredient. You gotta have that. <laughs> Drink at the Happy Dog Pub. Is that your brother's place? The bar, yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty's Mirepoix cooking for one. Uh, these are the it, it, Not anymore. educational You're panels. You're cooking for two now. Mm. You gotta have some strength to go pound the shit out of her and make Maria Bamford in- mad. <laughs> <your basement. laughs> why are you obsessed with Maria Bamford? Uh, I want to know why you couldn't close the deal. I... Look, she's wonderful. We're, we we are friends. And everything's good. Uh, in defense of Cleveland, th- this is these are the panels. In defense of Cleveland, Bill Watterson. Um, I met that guy once. He thinks I'm an ass. An audience with Steve Kruger. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, Mercury Science Theater. Dan Etheridge watches and commentates on Ishtar. H.P. Lovecraft dramatic readings from Emily O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. And from Paisley Park to Xanadu, DJ James's retro dance party. <laughs> yes. Sounds yeah. wonderful. I love it. <laughs> wonderful. So he says, uh, put an actual letter into an actual mail sack, throw a softball, mingle with her favorite merps, and more. All right. We're going like to do that. We're, we should That's do cute. that. If ever we get some traction on this, we, I would love to go to Cleveland. Um, I haven't been since I was 15. Yeah, um, I've never been. You guys are all welcome anytime. I'll take yeah, care of you. I've been to Springfield, Lima, or Lima. How do mm-hmm. you say it? How does an Ohioan? Um, I've heard both. Right? I would say I would say uh, Lima. I think. Lima, but I've heard both. 
Uh, okay. Next There's a Lodi, too. Yeah. Next one's from Mario. Or, I'm sorry, Ash Williams here. Uh, he says, one, KTVU is in, in Oakland, not San Francisco. Oh, dear Boom. God. Uh, God forbid we should... Yeah. <laughs> it serves the mar- San Francisco market. And yes. So, there we are. Stephen King wrote under uh, the name Richard Bachman. And, um, yeah, he did uh, The Long Mile. Uh, yeah. Running Man. Running Man. Like yeah. He, Bachman. The Bachman Chronicles. Yep. Um, yeah, those are good books. And his son, Joe Hill's real name is Joseph Hillstrom King, but he's a, a, a writer as well, but he's trying not to capitalize on his father's name. Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking moron. Uh, yeah. So, and he will buy a Merp t-shirt. So we're going to definitely get those Merp t-shirts, and we're going to count up those pennies to put it in yes. the Cle- go-to-Cleveland jar. I think if I was Stephen King's son, my writing name would be like fucking Kingy King King. Right. I like have so <laughs> many kings. Right. He was, Norm jo- he was born Joe King, but he publishes under Stephen King Jr. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Are you fucking out of your mind, yeah, Stephen... Just as good as Dad, yeah. King Junior. Uh, some of those ideas were mine, Junior. Yeah. Uh, this next one's from Michael. Hey, Merps. After last week's episode, I have two movie recommendations for Emily with George Clooney. First is Out of Sight. You've seen Out of Sight, right? Yes, I have. I did enjoy that movie. And did you enjoy his performance in it? I can't remember. Um, oh, and he said, I also book. liked De- Dennis Farina's... Uh, oh, character God, Dennis Farina. Oh, and God, he wrote he wrote on. this to, Oh no, I guess he did write, write it yesterday. Midnight Run. Uh, the oh, second yeah. one is The American. Uh, I could really feel he was being hunted and paranoid. That's all for now. Um, yeah, The American didn't love it. It was a little slow. He was good in it though, and it, I liked parts of it. I didn't understand why everyone thought Michael Clayton was so special. Oh, I love Michael Clayton. I, I, I right, just then. yeah, I thought it was just very well written and well directed. And I also enjoyed the uh, the Bourne Legacy or whatever, same director. And is uh, that the um, one with Hawkeye in it? Yeah. yeah, I didn't enjoy that either. Really? I uh, thought neither of those were special at all. I thought they. Were, I just thought they were just great focus on character. Very, uh, very moody. Good. Can we just uh, mention, slow it down a little say, bit? Say a little <laughs> something. In fact, we we never get to use our our old uh, this morning theme. So I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> All right, it might not be appropriate, but... Yeah, it's totally appropriate. At the age of 69, Dennis Farina died of... Uh, he had um, some, I think, uh... Something uh, wrong with his mustache, I thought. Yeah. yeah. He got, it grew uh, into his brain stem. Yeah. That guy had a fucking mustache. Like, no. I've been growing this beard for about four years. I got nothing. I look like a, like an Armenian uh, teenage girl. And he's got like a fucking mustache. Oh. you got some gray in your beard. And then the teenage no, but the, he had like a I, – uh, I saw him in person once and his, his mustache – Entered the room before he did. I, I did not know that he was Signed an actual. Autographs. He was an actual Chicago cop. Yeah, he doesn't look like a cop. He I saw really? him at. Um, <laughs> he looks like ten cops. I yeah. saw him dressed in like a shiny suit at uh, the Egyptian theater, going to see uh, some film noir festival, some oldies but goodies. Oh wow! And I was like, wow, he actually is a fan of the some of the stuff. That he's, he's a fan of clothing. In. That's what I've heard. I, I ran yeah. into him at uh, 
my first time at Barney's in Beverly Hills because uh, I was an assistant, and they gave you uh, gift certificates, oh, yeah. like the agency. Because they want you to look good. No, the agency, like for Christmas, because well, they, like, they want you to look. good. I had a fifty dollars gift certificate to Barney's. And that I thought, gets awesome. you like half a belt. No, uh-huh. you it, it, you can't even pay for parking. For so I walked <laughs> around the place. Like I was like, oh, I'll get a tie, one hundred and seventy five dollars. Fuck that. I was like, you can't even get hand cream, and I hear. Yeah, you have that in black or uh, orange, and I look. I'm like, oh, his voice was red. it Halloween or something? Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I just pick, I just picked. Was he he's a big got, Cincinnati Bengals fan? He is a very well coiffed man, but I heard him way, way before I ever saw him because his voice was deep and Chicagoan. That's a word. And uh, <laughs> I looked over, and I'm like, oh, it's Dennis Farina, and he he is like incredibly well dressed. And then his character on Law and Order, a detective, was wearing, you know unbelievably beautiful Italian suit, which I'm sure it was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let me bring something from my closet. Yeah. No, no, a little bit. Why don't you go over there and get me nice, you know, uh, blah, 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 and then he just probably walks off. With it when right. he's done. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. He goes to Barney's and then comes back with like, you know, his Pinterest page. I think my character would wear it. Yeah. 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 Look at my Pinterest it's board. $3,800 sweater. Looks good. All right. I'm going to wear On it. On a cap salary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next email's from Alex Bruno. Hey, guys. First time listening live. Oh, well, you got to do that more often. And you got to tweet in when you do it. Yeah. I just wanted to correct James on something he said last week. Uh-oh. I'm about to drop my big nerd card on the table, so Emily may want to read this. Oh, I should have given this to you. Uh, James, joking. I should read these before I get on the Excellent air. rehearsal, guys. This is really, I, I really, I think, I'm starting to get the hang yeah, of it. Gonna get it. Uh, when we go in. live in an hour, we're ready. Yeah. We're good. Uh, episode 100, we're going, we're going on here. Uh, James jokingly said that all of the Power Rangers were arrested, and more specifically, the Red Ranger was arrested for murder. I guess this is... I should have read this before. Timely. I'm not sure how the rumor got started, but it was actually an extra who didn't even have a character name. However, the original Black Ranger was arrested for DUI. Yes. Yep. Just want to clear that up. How, I love you guys. Love the show. Thanks, Alex Bruno. I love you, Alex Bruno. Uh, Peter W.G., Merps, Peter WG here. Just uh, glad to physically see a full house. First time you streaming, uh, and glad to follow along live for once. Question about Marty's pants. I recently had my last day working. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Let's Marty's hear the pants. question. Marty's pants. I, I recently had my last day working for an REI on the East Coast, and was curious what were the pants you were raving out a few about a few weeks back. P.S. Uh, indifferent towards Cleveland. So these are the REI brand adventure pants and shorts. When I look at you, Marty, I think adventure. Like you, you scream like this guy needs like yeah. high octane slacks. Like right. he needs right. something. You don't know what might happen when I walk from I, I, my the standing that, desk to the refrigerator. Name. Standing desk. Uh, what is the logo for that? Or the the slogan? Every day's an adventure in my pants. Hey, hey. boom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're they're travel pants that don't look like travel pants. They don't have the extra like big you know cargo pockets and zip off uh, cuffs. So you so. don't go you don't go uh, spelunking in them or anything. oh no I I, I, I well I have I have spelunking. I, I've seen your fridge you spelunk in there I, <laughs> I go I go uh, hiking a lot yeah. and I, I I run through the wilderness every day so. Screw you, Steve. <laughs> quit, quit bullying me. Uh, and then we have some audio ones. Oh. And so All the right. first one here is uh, from Jenny. Jenny Marie. Jenny Marie. Yeah. One Good lawn morning, wrangler. my lovely Mercs. This is Jenny Marie. I was peer pressured into 
doing this recording by Darren and Allison. Excellent. So here we go. Here's my question. With the popularity of Falling Skies and The Walking Dead, if you had to choose, would you live in a hostile alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse? I will not say fuck Cleveland because I enjoy Bill's little interjections about Cleveland trivia. I will say have a great show. Girls are nice. I love yeah. her. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, so, I also I'm wondering, like peer pressure. Do like Merp's listeners all get together and have like monthly picnics and hang out? And... <laughs> they, it, they're starting. It's okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's just a seed right now, but right. it's okay. germinating. Oh, good. Um, good. Zombies versus aliens. Zombies. Aliens. Zombies. Aliens. Aliens. Zombies. Aliens. Zombies. Aliens. Zombies. Aliens. Oh. Definitely aliens. Zombies. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Uh, next letter. But an alien. There's a high percentage of possibility that an alien could probe my anus, which I've always wanted. To be, but I don't think those the zombies are going to take me back and do experiments on me, right. tie me up, and I'll. Be There's like, the opportunity oh, I, to be exposed to new technology and yeah, new zombies life forms, are just new ways stupid. of thinking. But what? But he, maybe she said travel I think she was speaking specifically of alien invasion versus zombie. Yeah, but I'm invasion. counting on my charm. You can't charm a zombie. Uh, you know, in the camps, they like you too much already. The, the camps where they had those Jews Your that brains. helped the Nazis put other Jews in the ovens. I would be one of them. I'd be like, I can round up the people. I can get, I can get them on the ship to be uh, executed. <laughs> I would, I would be the sellout. You'll dude. put on Jerry Lewis's clown makeup. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. Let's do this. Um, Fuck uh, yeah. zombies. But see, I would, I would be all for survival, and I would have a better chance of survival Against with the zom- zombies, zombies yeah. than yeah. aliens with ray guns. Because I don't have a ray gun. You have sadly. to be like athletic to get away from an alien. Well, he's got yeah. adventure pants. What I would like I to do be, have adventure pants. Yeah. I would that like to be bite in, a, in a zombie apocalypse. I'd like to be a zombie because they got nothing. Go- they got nowhere to be. They're never hungry. They look <laughs> yeah. thin. They got nothing to lose. They're they always hungry. Yeah, yeah, so what are you talking about? They're constantly. Yeah, but hungry. they're not going to die if they don't. So basically, you would go bite me, bite me. It's kind of weird that they're so hungry if they can't die from hunger. So. What the fuck are they so hungry about? I think they just suffer. Perpetually, internally, they suffer. So you're saying forever. that zombies don't make sense? Not at all. <sighs> Damn well, it, that just, that just kills the whole genre. There's a fundamental flaw in their Return drive of Living for Dead, uh, it explained it for us. Return of the Living Dead from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Night of the Living Dead explained that it hurts to be dead. That's mm-hmm. why they wanted brains. Mm. It, it pains oh, that's them right. to be dead. That's right. So they needed brains. Brains actually. Yeah, the, uh, it's the only thing that gives them the pain. Right, yeah, right. Of being dead. Send more cops. cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what but, uh, what dulls the pain of being alive? And how do I get some heroin? <laughs> um, yeah, I, boxed wine, pink ascots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Yeah. What? Long, uncomfortable. Congratulations for 75 morning shows. Answer my question. Do you have any phobias? I can't stand heights. Even looking at pictures of tall buildings sometimes makes me feel dizzy. Regards, Darren from Wolverhampton. P.S. I'd just like to thank Lou and Olivia for contributing to the mail sack last week and Jenny Marie and Allison who said they were going to do something this week. It's nice to hear other people's voices other than mine. Hmm. 
Uh, you could have fooled me. I think uh, he likes. <laughs> I think he likes to hear his voice now, Darren. Darren? I think you like to hear your own voice, Darren. Uh, we love you. Though. No, we uh, love you. No, absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate the memos. I have a big phobia against accents, so uh, I was yeah. just struggling what? to just keep my shit together during. You're so listening apprehensive to that. during that uh, reading. Um, yeah, I see. Like acrophobia. To me, seems totally natural. I have a healthy fear of heights because I don't wish to die. Because um, you know, but I I don't have a problem climbing ladders. But you don't get vertigo. I don't, I don't get vertigo. I get I do get vertigo, um, but I only started getting it after I had uh, Lyme disease. Oh, you had Lyme disease. You had Lyme disease. Can oh, yeah. Be cured from Lyme disease? No, I'm dying a slow death. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a, some a lot of controversy about to do with Lyme, Lyme disease. Yeah, I know my yeah. my roommate's girlfriend has Lyme disease, and it's like the focal point of her life. Yeah, really. I yeah. mean, there's a thing in the New Yorker about how uh, their Lyme disease gets misdiagnosed a lot, and that there are a lot of weird some people don't factors. think it exists. Some people don't think it exists, and but they think that there might be multiple uh, pathogens that that are in, uh, involved in the condition. A lot so of does this mean I'm companies. okay or not okay? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what what scares you? Not a whole lot. Yeah, That's what I was right. trying to think. No, I mean, it, I, I'm it, more abstract things. Fear, I'm afraid of like poverty. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid yeah. to be very poor yeah. and destitute. And I think, oh, that would be awful. But I've picked up Typical. tarantulas and gone. Oh, I'm picking up a giant spider. It doesn't, right. it doesn't bother me. I fear women of my generation. That's. All right. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the feeling's mutual. Uh, James, any big fears? Uh, uh, I, I had a stupid joke already lined up, but no. Do, do it. Uh, no, 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 please, 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 please. Put your finger on the button. Tell only, the joke. Yeah. Put yourself in jail. Here we go. Let's move on I with the show. your finger on that for fucking you, button. For you L.A. <laughs> listeners, I have agoraphobia. I don't go to Agora Hills. Hey, now. Aww. <laughs> All right. No, um... Draw and quarter him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Comedy death. Death. That was terrible. That was awful. That was truly awful. I loved it. <laughs> I have angoraphobia. <laughs> I don't wear angora socks. I don't wear tight, soft sweaters. Angora debs, we something, something. Um, Laverne and Shirley. I mean, I was a lineman in the Air Force, so heights. Now, I used to be heights, but after I had to do that, right. I kind of killed that. So I think it's... Uh, I think it really would be my only phobia would be not being prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Well, see, in, an a, insecurity a is and a fear is different from a phobia. Phobia is like an irrational fear, yeah. and I think your fear of zombies is completely rational. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have it. There was a time when I was scared. Like I, I was having anxiety attacks in when I was flying, but it only lasted like a year. It was yeah. weird, it completely irrational. Couldn't figure it out. I think I'm starting to to develop one now, living here, because we're kind of in the flight path of uh, Burbank uh, uh, Airport. A lot of Southwest Airlines. A lot there. of Southwest fucking airlines, planes flying over, and just planes in general. I'm starting to like really. Contemplate because I remember in LA in the 80s, there was at, at uh, LAX, right outside of LAX, there was a plane that fucking. Yeah, but it never happens. 
You know? I, yeah, that's true. It really rarely, rarely happens. Yeah. Uh, I bet you got some good ones, Emma. We got the, our last. I don't have oh, any yeah. Phobias. Bullshit. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think my What do you think my phobia is? I think it's a laundry list, and I want to hear it. I don't. I can't think of anything. I I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not. I love insects. Uh, I love lizards. I love snakes. Um, if you had a phobia, how do you feel you about intimacy? Okay, there you go. There's one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's completely rational. The ice trolls from Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Their power is beyond our understanding. <laughs> All right. This, I roll pay to get away from myself. <laughs> <laughs> trying to condition the fear. I condition the fear. Uh, all right, here's our last one, and this is from the Heartland of America. Good morning, Emily, Marty, James, Bill, Stephen, and Dan, wherever you all are. This is Allison, your resident South Dakotan, jumping into the mail sack. Nice. You should totally see the look my husband just gave me. (laughs) I want to say thanks for all of the free funny. It's appreciated every week. In honor of The Conjuring winning the box office this past weekend, what's your favorite scary movie? Aside from the classics, like The Exorcist or the original Nightmare on Elm Street, mine is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is streaming on Netflix. I'll let you discuss, but if you're ever out this way... Look me up. It won't be hard. There are only like ten people here. P.S. <laughs> the only time the I say fuck you. Cleveland is when the Indians beat the Twins. So fuck the Lone Ranger. No, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Tremend- oh, thank you. Excellent. More excellent. from Very you. Well done. Yes, uh, Allison. Thank you so much. We will continue to play these, uh, so please continue to send them in, yeah. especially if you haven't already. But we'll take a repeat listener, uh, obviously, as yes. uh, Darren has uh, set a precedent. Um, yeah, we've talked about scary movies before. I'm, I really am looking forward to The Conjuring. I'm going to see it yeah, uh, this too. weekend, I think. Yeah. Uh, to give Olivia props, I was genuinely, when I saw it in the theater for the first time, I was genuinely scared the final 10 minutes of Don't Look Now. Oh, you saw it in theater? Scared. Did you see it in a revival theater or something? Yeah, the Irish Film Center in Dublin. Oh. They did a British horror, British 70s horror festival. Yeah, it's a... It's a terrifying movie. The last ten minutes. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of sort of meandering and very sort of uh, verite seventies filmmaking where it's like, oh wow, this is going on forever. But the last the last ten minutes was just gripping. Um, I uh, went to a reading this weekend uh, for a zombie script, and you know it's very funny and cute. And uh, uh, but the issue came up was like, do you want to scare people? And like Tucker and Dale. There's not a scary moment in that movie. It's fun. It's a fun movie, and it's of the genre, yeah. but it's not actually scary. No. So um, you, that can be your favorite movie, but it, I don't think it qualifies as a favorite scary movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not to, to to shit on you, like, but I guess I'm <laughs> shitting on you, Allison, and I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Don't look now is 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 genuinely scary. What is, what kind of what kind of scary movie is it? Is it like it's a like a serial killer it, ghost? You know, it's it's a zombie. It's just a creepy it? movie. It's more of it's, it's more of a ghost story, I guess. The, yeah, it's a, a couple's movie. young daughter hmm. dies, drowns, mm-hmm. um, and they're just sort of haunted by dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But it it is, doesn't really specifically fit into that type of genre. Oh, okay, all right. Um, by the way, Olivia has a. Uh, a phobia of Indiana Jones. No, she has a snake phobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They're not fun. And Peter WG says, I rock two pairs of the adventure shorts and two pairs of the pants. They fucking rock. I rock. Peter but G, I thought the, you I thought rock. the pants were WG. also shorts. No, no, no. They're two separate things. That's oh. They're not zip-off. That's, that's what we like about them. Got it. <laughs> so, yes. 
This episode brought to you by Aria. There's a pocket for my inhaler. There's a pocket. There's a hidden pocket. There's a pocket for my Newton. Yeah. Oh. They still make Newtons? No. Okay. No. Uh, so, scary movies that, like, you, we haven't spoken to you. Dan and I have spoken about it before, but mm. not you guys. Mm. Like, movies that have actually scared you, caused nightmares, and uh, resonated. Current, currently scare me, or uh, when I was uh, no, nine, when I was kid, nine, Godzilla scared the shit out of me. Yes, yeah, so and no, now I look that. at him like that's a guy in a suit. Yeah, horror at Party Beach scared me. So yeah, no. Poltergeist scared me as a kid. Oh, that's still scary though. Yeah. There's some, you know, uh, I had trouble with. Uh, uh, it was one of the um, Stephen King movies that was a series of shorts. Uh, hmm. Creep Show. Yes. Oh yeah. Which one in Creep Show? The one. Uh, the one that I. Had, had the most trouble with was the uh, cockroaches. Oh, the guy that was the fucking... guy the, the the guy who hated <laughs> in the bugs. sealed room. Yeah, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, sealed yeah, room yeah. And ended up. Ugh. Yeah, but you watch it now and it's kind by of cockroaches. It's, it's very campy. It's campy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen, I haven't seen it. Stephen since. King I'm sure it's dumb acts as hell. in it, and, and I want to say you know terrible. like she said, not the Exorcist, which is still a, a genuinely scary movie. But yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah. scary now has to be about tone. And American movies just don't scare me anymore, so I, I, I hate being that guy, but it's like a Japanese or a Korean like audition scares the shit out of me yeah. just thinking about it. Because I watched kitty, it alone, kitty. and I went, what the fuck is, when is this kitty, thing? Kitty, 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 yeah, don't do that. I also was dating a Japanese girl who would do that to me, and I'm like, don't, don't, don't do that. Just don't <laughs> saw my leg off, you fucking... Right. Spoiler alert. Ugh. You can't say the spoiler alert. Uh, what else you got? Uh, all right. I think audition is pretty fucking scary. Emily? Everything scares me. I can't really... <laughs> Miss, I have no phobias. No, movies. I get really genuinely scared at a lot of a lot of movies. And so I'm thinking of like all these little movies that had moments that genuinely scared me. But like the one... I'm trying to think of one movie that where I watched the whole thing and was just in, in trauma. I can't... Uh, I can't think of one specifically. Like I think James Wan, who directed The Conjuring, is a very good director at creating scary moments and just none of his movies have held held up all the way for me but i am looking forward to the conjuring and uh because this is not really direct but the most scared i've been in a movie was was the opening sequence of private ryan Mm. that's the most physically affected i've been like actually scared and like dodging in my seat dodging bullets in my seat well tyson says that he's with you jason jacob's ladder all the way and they're very tense. I mean, I know it so well now that I just enjoy it. But the first time I saw it, it was it was, it was gripping. It was tense. See, I was so freaked out. It was a out. step ahead of me every time. Like the, the visuals in that are so striking. Yeah. And I was to- so freaked out that when I f- by the end, I was when you find out what happened, I was just like I was pissed off because I wanted. Uh, you should see it a second time because it's actually I actually think it's very beautiful. What 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 ends up being the truth. All right. Uh, well, as explained by Danny Aiello. Yeah, <laughs> as he's cracking his back. Bob Beric! That Bob Beric! That's the movie where he says that. I, I, I quoted that for about 10 years. Oh, is that what he Danny says? Ello. Yeah, Danny Aiello's the shrink, he's the, right? You know, he's the, the chiropractor. chiropractor. The chiro- whatever. Same, Same thing. thing. Just uh, pseudoscience. <laughs> Just pseudoscience. Join me, the Sea Org, the billion-year contract. Uh, we talked about how those effects guys were super pissed off at the final results of the movie, didn't we? 
No. Because they put a lot of work into the, the creature effects. Yeah. And the way it was shot with the high-speed stuff and the, and the cup and cutting away and the way it was lit, you really don't see the details of, of the creatures, which is kind of the point. It's why it's so effective to right. me. Yeah, but I, the guys who actually did all the design work and build, building work were pissed off at the, at the way the movie turned out. It's so unnatural looking and unsettling. Yeah. Like I, it, it was great. That Super was perfect. effective. Um, we have hit the two-hour mark. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys have anything fun, exciting this week coming up? Anybody? Just chime in. Uh, London, Antwerp. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. Something uh, interesting. <laughs> a monastery in Switzerland that brews award-winning beer. Uh, Hamburg. Uh, something like that. How long are you going for? Ten days. Ten days. Awesome. Uh, so next week we might have uh, somebody guesting in. Do you, Steve, do you think your friend would want to come in next week? Oh, that's next week? Yeah. Yeah. She's a comedian. Writer right. chick I just worked with. All right, cool. Very short. I don't like short we call girls. Her, we call her tiny hands. She has little, like little bird's hands. <laughs> We're always saying she's trying to grab the raindrops. She's trying to, she can't grab them. All right, so that's <laughs> we she was, to look she was tortured to. by me for twelve. Like imagine this, but for twelve fucking weeks. Oh, God, sounds awful. <laughs> and I'm barely awake. Like this is all day long. So she's she has some stories to tell. All right, about with. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, okay. a, what a prick and delight I am. Emily, are you having with. fun with your show? Yep, more show stuff. Good. With the show. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are paying you though, right? <laughs> Not at all? Not even like $7 a show or anything like that? Mm-mm. Everybody acting is the best job in the world. <laughs> it's really, really great. Uh, it's almost has- as lucrative as podcasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> almost. We're going to get to Cleveland. We're going to get to Cleveland. All yes. five of us. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Uh, James? Uh, we've got uh, the next thrilling episode of Love It's or Leave It's. Uh, happening, which is a live podcast. Well, it's a podcast that John Lovitz does. Uh, the first one was with Dana Carvey, and this next one, uh, I'm told, has a very, very special guest. I can't reveal it just yet, but uh, his initials are Jerry <laughs> Lewis. M Y. Yeah, but he did do one a studio uh, in studio version because he does once a month. He'll do a live one, Lovitz on stage, and then he does three studio ones. And the last studio one um, with a big name uh, was Johnny. Depp. No, no, I'm Knoxville, sorry. Knoxville, Carson. I want to say Knoxville, but it was the other guy, Steve-O. It was Steve-O. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because, so, so, yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing the stand-up scene, so. Yeah. Uh, so. He's doing the stand-up scene. He is. <laughs> he just sounds like a grandmother when he said he's yeah. He's a part of that stand-up scene. You guys your, saw him your, in the cat skills. Your grandmother, ironically, is an old Jewish woman in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Your she mother is. Is, a, is a cliched Chinese woman, but yeah. your grandmother is like, <laughs> like a booby from Miami. Oh, he's in right. the stand-up scene. Oh, God. He's he marvelous. Missed. He missed the something Wong. <laughs> oh my God! No, he did. We we yeah. We won't, I we missed won't nothing. That. He missed nothing. I missed nothing. It's all uh, a podcast. I can listen to it on my own time. Oh, do it. Yeah, do it. I I'm challenge gonna start, you I'm gonna to listen to, to this show. I challenge you to listen to our show. <laughs> I don't care for this. All right, we will see you next Tuesday.
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Imp Defos. Imp Defeat. Imp Defos. Imp Defos. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.